Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. A couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. What did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Now I see why people follow Charles Manson. He was very straightforward yeah, and had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. And, and we are live. And act. And, act. and on episode 75, 75. you watch, I listen. Uh, it, it is October 30th. Um, depending on what part of the country you're in, it's either the Goosey Night, Mischief Night, Devil's Night, or in some terrible parts of the world, it's even called cabbage night now what the fuck is cabbage night i think it's just like you do you just take cabbage and throw it at people like why like i don't you, wait you just throw it at people like you drive down the stream like oh there's a a child with a soft skull throw a head of cabbage no, at it I, like it's i feel like that's something they did in the medieval times when like they didn't have it, goosey it, night it, no i'm saying it's a game like, like someone shame shame what are they doing I they're throwing guess. cabbage and lettuce did you guys ever go out for tuche? goosey night you ever dick around on goosey night yeah, yeah, I, got, yeah. Twice. I, I got pelted with, <laughs> yeah i got pelted with uh rotten tomatoes and i just took off you would get a one percent on rotten tomatoes if you were oh, rated good. Thanks dude <laughs> The audience score would be two And the critic score would be one I don't give a shit what they think um, Yeah Goosey Night used to be fun But kids don't even do it anymore Like when you drive through the, the On Halloween There's like little toilet paper Like it shouldn't be actually Damaging anything Because there were definitely Kids that did that Oh yeah But let them sure. go out And fucking TP no, some I, tree It makes me sad No I, I think it's a lot of like Kids are just scared to get in trouble Because like well, you get in trouble And like serious trouble Trick or treating is not even now. like a thing anymore No like, it's not Dude I, when I was a kid Like you went out Trick or treating with your friends you kind of dicked around you had fun and now like we don't even get trick-or-treaters here and you'd think this is a decent area for trick-or-treating not bad at all and it, now because a lot of places do the the trunk or treats Ugh. what uh, okay uh, so uh, trick-or-treating is uh, dangerous but you can go to someone's trunk 
and get candy, and it's safer. Well, I, no, I remember because I was telling I was telling this to like my cousin at the time. I was like, so, so every single time, <laughs> my aunt got pissed at me. It's like every single time your aunt always told you don't take candy from strangers, but Halloween you go to their house and you take it from yeah, them. Yeah, of course. Like it's just it's just a silly well, thing. I always love. I've never really been a big fan of Halloween. Either, I know you're honestly. boring. You no. never had fun with it. That no, I'm not boring. I just think it's, it's lame boring. as shit. Honestly, I just <laughs> think it's lame. You just don't know how to have fun, Josh. Comment. That's not true at all. Yeah, sure, dude. If you didn't have fun on Halloween at some point, like it's you and your friends, you do. You don't care. The you last, don't do stupid shit. The last time I had fun on Halloween, it was over because I got bit by a fucking dog. All right? I got well, who, bit by th- a that's dog. not Halloween's fault. That's your fault for looking so delicious. Oh, I mean. Um, yeah, I mean. It's uh, your fault for looking so <laughs> delicious. Um, so how, how was everyone's week? Uh, Taylor? I don't want to talk about it. Was it a bad week? Yeah, it was well, shitty week. What was shitty about this week? Nah, you have to talk about it. Nah, man. It's just fucking. It's just one of those weeks where like just everything doesn't break your way. And like you just. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just been a rough month for me altogether. And yeah. then on top of that, I mean. Good ghosted. Can- I mean, happy Halloween. You got ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, and then beginning of the month, I got dumped, all this shit. And but it's your time of the month. No, <laughs> I mean, like, listen, it's it's candy ever. You would think I would love Halloween. Yeah. I really don't. But it's, I mean, but my whole thing. You eat candy year round, so what's very, the difference? Very true. But my, eat some dots, go to the hospital. Yeah, it's fine. It only <laughs> happened one time. But uh, no, like, real talk, um, you know, a lot of big things are happening to me in my in my real job. I told you about them. Yep. fair. I don't want a lot of Funkos. Uh, dude, I just bought five Funkos last night. I'm so stoked <laughs> on it. Yo, I bought the coolest Beric Dondarian Funko last night. It's so cool. You didn't need that. Who cares, dude? I know. I, I know. Well, it. I mean, I, that's what I mean. You didn't need it. But I didn't. You dude, I didn't need the Day Secret tattoo. Got that. I'm actually getting tattooed again. On Josh, Friday. how was your week? Um, regular, regular, regular. Uh, my week was fine until Monday. I come home. And then uh, the landlord is like, doesn't it smell like something's burning in here? I'm like, oh, yeah. it sure does. And I was like, let me go look in the crawl space because maybe something's messed up. I open my crawl space. And mind you, my crawl space is about four feet tall. So you got to hunch down to get in there. Yeah. I open it up and there's about three and a half feet of water. That's not good. <laughs> so I'll call the fire department. Fire department's here for like three hours, pumping it out. Our hot water heater shop, maybe our furnace. So it's been like a really exciting week. Um, God bless homeowners insurance, hopefully. Hopefully. I would think so. Usually they're pretty good. We had a shit ton of rain. Our sub pump went out. We lo- Our dehumidifier got fried, so we lost a ton of shit. Is it, was, would that be considered an act of God clause? When it's flooding, it, it, the, the sub pump went because there was so much rain. Like Saturday and Sunday, fucking well, poor. That's what I'm saying. So that would be an act of, act of God. Yeah. Uh, you know something interesting on Halloween every year that what? I was just thinking of? What's that? Every year on Hall- right around Halloween comes out, you see these news reports that the news is warning of dangers of things that'll be in children's candy. And this year they're they're hyping up um, because of marijuana being legalized everywhere that people but, are going to put but, edibles. Yeah. Who? What fucking assholes wasting their edibles on kids? Yeah, I was going to say, especially because like it just doesn't make any sense to me to like, waste your weed on children. No, it doesn't make any sense because it, 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 you put so much time and effort into curate, curating, making the butter, what, or how, whatever or the process. Do, do, is. If you, you buy your own, you're not going to give them gummies that you. Bought like it's. I mean, listen. I have no problem giving. I have. I have a problem giving Reese's away. I'll give Snickers away all day. But my problem, like my problem dude, with that is that's a lot. It's very expensive. Dude. Yeah, like no one's gonna give away their weed. No. Like if, if you warn them about maybe there's glass or like needles in there, but a heroin addict isn't giving away a needle. No shot. I don't know anyone that on Halloween that they got sick or ate something bad or ate glass or their kids did. I've never heard of one of these famous myths that seem to happen, but no one ever hears about. Yeah, there was um. What 
what was the one year when it was like a disease? It was like swine flu or something. Oh, yeah, or like West Nile swine virus flu. Or I got, we got friends that have bird flu right now and shit. <laughs> he has gold Fucking flu. asshole. Who gets the bird flu? He's the gold what flu, a dude. jerk off. He's sending <laughs> us. He's got blood in his cum. What a fucking dummy, dude. I, I, I legitimately feel bad about that. Because, I did because that sucks. I feel bad. I felt bad for you. You were about a week. He's going on two weeks. The goodwill's gone. Die. I was gonna say thankfully. Die already. Thankfully, I was mostly better by the end. Yeah, of two you. Weeks. I think when it comes to being like ill, you get a week. You get a week unless it's like cancer. Then you get two. If you have the oh, flu, wow. okay. No, after two weeks, euthanasia. Euthanasia, euthanasia. You get a bunch of them. They're really good at math, and then they help figure out what the problem is. Okay, fair enough. Get it? The yeah, yeah in Asia. Yes, I figured it out. The youth of Asia. So this is what you should do. You should spell it out for everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was waiting for it. Okay. All right. So why don't we get into our reviews from last week? Uh, first and foremost, Taylor, we have some friends who are actually going to be this week celebrating their 100th episode. Yes. Congratulations, boys. Well, not that much, really. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, guess what, bros and broads? What's that? Fudge and Finn's hashtag Shots for Likes podcast is bringing video into the mix. Are they? Not, I mean, I guess. They have. <laughs> not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to uh, watch them stream their episodes live uh, every Saturday night after 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> favorite boost-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories, streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Go to these links that I will read to you aloud, <laughs> twitch.tv slash Shots for Likes podcast, mixer.com slash Shots for Likes, or go to Shots for Likes podcast.com and click the YouTube icon up top on the top of the page to watch on YouTube, because that's what you're supposed to do. Drink with us, and as always, no. don't be Tequila, what? more beer, more vodka, more whiskey. The most unnecessary promo that has simply Dude, led to the absolute worst chant that still happens. Listen, there's when, nothing worse than the when, what chant. When he when he did it, it was great. Now, but now that it's, it's like a troll, Dude, it's so fans, annoying. It's, it's so annoying. Yeah, um, you know, speaking of wrestling, have you seen this whole big controversy going on with this NXT guy, Jordan Miles? Oh yeah, I no, talk, so what what happened? So okay, um, I'm gonna pull up the shirt. Because the only thing I know about NXT so far is that Balor had a heel turn, and then I know that Jericho is probably doing some of the best work of his career in AEW. Dude, I've barely watched any of them. I've caught the last 30 minutes of AEW, but all I know is that... All their ratings are terrible Dude, right now. Jericho is so good right now. And it sucks that their ratings suck. And it's so bad. It the, sucks. The whole thing with the inner circle is a lot of fun to watch. Dude, his newest thing, he just walked, like, I guess he was barred from the he's arena. He's great. He's the best. Dude, he was barred from the arena, and he, he takes a ticket, and he sticks it to his forehead, and he's like, I bought a ticket. Turned into a t-shirt. No, but here, here's oh, the thing. So here's the thing. funny, dude. I, I, I haven't watched Raw in weeks. I haven't watched SmackDown in weeks. I've only caught the last half hour of AEW. I've, the only episode I saw the full one was the first one. I caught the last half hour. I haven't DVR mm-hmm. the and um, yes, uh, AEW's beating NXT in ratings head to head. That and, doesn't say much but, to me though. But this is the other problem. Their first week were great ratings. Second week they went down. The third week they went down. And last week they d- dipped below a million viewers. The it ratings aren't rough. good. It's it, it, here's the thing. This is what people have to realize. And this goes for AEW fans. This goes for WWE fans. This goes for wrestling fans. Wrestling isn't as popular as you think it is in it's this not. country. It's popular, but AEW's ratings still aren't as good as Raw and SmackDown, who go down every single week. How about this? 
it's just it's just not that good. I mean, AEW is doing very good things from everything I've heard. I haven't watched them, but they're clearly they need another star. J- Jake no, Hagar don't. is not it. You can't bring in Jake Hagar, who just got disqualified from his MMA fight on Friday, and then the WWE counters with Cain Velasquez, who's a real MMA fighter. <laughs> like yeah. you, they Jericho, I, Jericho is one of my ten favorite wrestlers ever. He's not that star that like when Hollywood Hogan came, when Hulk Hogan came to WCW that legitimized them. He doesn't have that level of star power. They need a guy that is a bigger star. And it ain't Randy Orton because he's not that big of a star. No. They need that guy that is like the over-the-top kind of star, the guy that is a marquee main event guy. Jericho was never a big box office There's guy. There's only one person in wrestling today that could do it. It's Brock Lesnar. No. Well, Brock Lesnar is their Daniel biggest Bryan. star. No. no, Daniel Bryan's not their biggest. Who? John Cena. The well, only yeah, fair, way that fair. they'll ever make that kind of Because Brock, Brock, Brock wouldn't make that kind of impact. No, he would. But the numbers show when he comes back, the ratings go up. It doesn't matter how much wrestling fans want to boot. Wrestling fans don't like him. Casual fans do. Yeah. But let's go back to this Jordan Miles thing. So this guy's an NXT superstar. He went on a tweet tirade about a shirt that WWE released of his that he called racist. Okay. I'm going to show you the shirt and I want you to tell me if this shirt is racist. Okay. Is this shirt racist? I want you guys to understand. It's a black shirt with a red outline, and then it says Jordan Miles, and it almost looks like a, like a smile, right? Like a little bit. If you if I tell you that, it looks like a smile. Why is it racist? Um, I figured it out. What was it? What is it? It's a black T-shirt, and all you can see are the teeth. So he says it's blackface. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, dude. And he even went like, oh, if you didn't see that at first, you don't understand. No one saw it until you said it. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm sorry. It, dude, why oh, well. Why are you trying to start shit with WWE over a shirt? I'm just I'm just being devil's advocate here. Didn't hear about this until right now, and be, I picked it out. I'm just, know, I'm but just, I also said it looks like a smile. I'm being de- I also I'm, said it I'm looks being, like a smile. I'm being devil's advocate purely. That's it. I'm not but, saying but nothing. But you did, wouldn't have said Is that. Is it a reach? Sure. I agree. It's absolutely yes. a reach. And now yes. this guy, then he called Jay Lethal and Uncle Tom, so he he goes ahead and is oh, racist the fuck himself. Out of here. He's trying to make himself popular. That shirt is not racist. He's, try, he's trying to do Colby is, Covington is, shit. Is it a bad shirt? Yeah. It's, it's just a dumb shirt because yeah, it's, it's ugly. It's yeah. It, it, but blackface, like, really, dude? And he apparently approved the shirt. Like, you're just trying to get yourself more headlines. So now if, if Vince keeps you under your contract, which you're probably going to get fired, he's going to make you the jobber. You're going to be the new No Way Jose. And fuck that guy, too. I fucking hate No Way Jose. Awful, awful, awful trash. All right, why don't we get into our reviews from last week? All right, so um, do you want me to go first? Let me go first because we're wrapping up our Halloween theme this week, so we'll end with the, the so horror happy. movie. It's over the this horror week, movie. Dude. Okay, I'm so happy. So you gave me Beartooth Disgusting. Um, this was their first album. Their first um, length, yes. original lead singer of Attack Attack. Right? Yes. Um, so no, I'm no, no, gonna, no. Second lead singer. I apologize. Second lead singer. Okay, yes. but he left Attack Attack, made this album. Um, I'm going to come out and say right away this album's a five out of five. Um, I don't Yo. have a single complaint about it. Uh, there's so much I like about it from the sound of it. From musically, lyrically, uh, vocally, mm-hmm. unbelievable. It's got a weird mix of sound, almost from a, a day to remember to Silverstein kind of sound. It's, it's very, yeah. Certain songs are a little metal, certain songs are a little punk. Um, the themes of the album seem to do a lot with uh, mental illness from uh, alcoholism to child abuse yep. to um, uh, trauma mm-hmm. overall. I mean, just even when you look at the names of all their albums, they're all related to something that is a feeling well, more than anything sick, else. Sick, disgusting, aggressive disease. It, exactly. So, um, starting out, now, uh, this album opens up awesome with the lines. It, it sets the tone for the album. That's a five. Uh-huh. Uh, my least favorite song was still a four. That was the second song, which was the single, Beaten and Lips. It's a good song. I love it's a really good too. song. 
it, my only complaint about it is that it's the most radio sounding song. 100%. So it yeah. doesn't, it makes sense. It's a single, but it's still a really dude, good song. When they, when they play that song live, and oh, they, sure. but, it's the most sing along Bro, and when he goes, like, uh, uh, mend the wounds and light it with kerosene, he's light my wounds. Yeah, with, yeah. Yo, place goes nuts for that, man. This uh, is a, a phenomenal album. So you go from beating in the lips to single to body bag was a five. In between was a five. That was probably my favorite song. Relapsing a four. Ignorance of bliss. Ignorance is bliss of four. I have a problem of five, which is awesome. I actually read into that song. It's my second favorite song. Um, people seem to think that it was related to alcoholism, this song, but it was actually, he wrote it. He said he wrote it the day before he left Attack Attack. Yeah. Um, he said it was the second song he wrote with Beartooth in mind, and it was about, and if you listen to it, it's like the end of a relationship, and in this case, the end of a band that you put so much emotion into. He was like, he, he joined that band when you're like, when he's 15 yeah. years old. That's all he yeah, knew. I, I read you about it. Especially because he got shit on for the last two albums, so he felt betrayed by the fans. Sure, sure. So that makes a lot of sense, um, The too. next song, One More, was a five. Me in My Own Head was a four. Keep Your American Dream, phenomenal song, a five. Dead a four. Sick and Disgusting, a five. There isn't a thing on this album should that, that should get changed. The fours are just indicators as far as where they fit into the album. Yeah, right. A three, would for me, would be still a good song, but a step down from the rest of it. A four, it just doesn't stand out as a... Uh, albums that you think are five out of five have songs that you are more willing to skip over. I yeah, would right. skip over a single track on this, but if I was making a playlist of like my favorite songs, all the fives end up on it before the fours. Yeah, right. Beartooth Disgusting, a five out of five. One of the five best albums I've gotten on this show. Um, unbelievable. Great choice. You know, you know what I like, too? Is that the... Guys? the, the <laughs> stop it. The, um, the, the last song, Sick and Disgusting, it's, it's, al it's almost like um, when he has... Uh, I mean, I hate to compare it to Disturbed, but when he's like... No, I no, would hate that, too. When he go, like, like, when he's, like when he's talking, no, mommy, don't do yeah, it. Yeah. hurting me. But he does the same thing at the end where he goes, mommy, please, don't, please, I don't want to be yeah, sick and disgusting. Yeah, the themes on the album were all and uh, it's handled like, very, very it's well. It's very gut-wrenching because when you like when you listen to later in their discography, you know what I mean? He's come to grips with a lot of things. Yeah. This is like a 22-year-old like who's super talented. the raw emotion dude, in the album overall. The angst, the shit he went through. Like, it's just, it's an amazing record. I'm yep. so happy it's, you like it. It's a it. five out of five. There is not a thing on it I would change. It's an easy listen. You breeze through it. One song bleeds into the other very mm -hmm. easily, which is often my biggest issue with albums in Jesus. general is that they don't, there's not a good cohesiveness from song to song right. and from the, I, for me, I always say the first song and the last song are probably the two most important to mm -hmm. the, an album as a whole and that bookend it with fives mm -hmm. is phenomenal and that's the lions and sick and the, disgusting. It's an awesome album. I, I love too is that song, the in-between that you like. Yeah, lot. that's my favorite one. So that wasn't a, that wasn't a single. That was just a song they wrote. They put on the album. The fans love that song so much. They end their set with that 90% awesome. of the time, which I want to go see these guys. They're fucking killer. If you just you dude, it's one of the best shows you'll yeah, ever watch. Yeah, I'm in. Next Holy time they come around, shit. absolutely. Okay, so, so let's for get this into week, it. This is ending our Halloween um, extravaganza, goodness. and I have been particularly fair to you with horror. Yes, you so, have. You and have. I was especially fair with this one. Yes, you were. So you gave me an American Werewolf, and in directed London. by John Landis, who not only was um, hired to direct Thriller because of this, he also directed Blues Brothers and Animal House, Animal House which is kind of crazy. So take it away. Uh, okay, so where do I start with this? One, yes, it is very funny. Two, there are a couple parts that are legitimately creepy. And there are two very famous scenes. Yes. yes. Bad Moon Rising is one that the whole that whole montage hilarious Dude, where he's just looking for something to do. Dude, it's just it's it, literally it's a minute long of Bad Moon Rising and him just pacing like yeah. kind of like he's was, like he has the anxiety about like is this actually going to happen because he started seeing his dead friend yeah um in, in dreams and he hey. isn't sure what's real and what's not. Hey, can I have a piece of toast? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like, like so, but, but he, so um this is like th th there's a theme of like when I watch horror movies that are also that uh, like uh, break uh, break up the tension with uh good 
good humor. So there's a very to, thin line between horror and comedy. So I read, a, I read, I was reading about this movie, and a lot of people said that it's too funny to be a horror, or too funny, to, or too funny to be a horror, and not scary enough to be a comedy. comedy or or how, how, however that goes, it's too funny to be a horror movie, and it's too scary to be a comedy. Correct, okay. correct. Um, so I, I can kind of, kind of see that. Like it's a good blend for me. The funniest part of the entire movie, and Josh reading to make this a soundbite, is when he's what he's. I'm a fucking werewolf, <laughs> yeah. and he's he's trying he's trying to get locked up, and he's like, Prince Charles is a fan. Yeah, yeah. Winston <laughs> Churchill is bullshit. Yeah, the queen, like the queen sucks. The, yeah, no, the, great. the queen is a man. The queen is a man. Yeah, that's what he yells. Um, but th- th- I will say, um, the one part that legitimately did freak me out because there wasn't a part in this movie where I was legitimately like, no, oh, it's not a scary movie. Well, it's the, tension. It's there's tension. There's tension building bu- for it, sure. It, there's a just a um, build up. The um, at, at this point now reading about it and knowing about it, I haven't seen this movie in 10 years, so I've yeah, really yeah. forgot a lot about it. Um, the iconic transformation scene, uh, from, from, I forget the guy's name to the werewolf yeah, yeah. is very, very oh, iconic it's because, because it it's all better pra- than shit they put it, out now. It's all practical effects. Um, it, like you feel I like he's in the, pain when you see like the bo- the muscles expanding. Yeah. I forget the guy's name, but like, uh, the guy who did the, uh, effects and who yeah. also did the, the makeup on mm-hmm, like, the artist mm-hmm. who did that. Um, I also read a very interesting fact. This scene particular, the transformation scene took 10, 10 hour days to yep. film and that was just because to get the prosthetics right, the and you makeup can, right. When you watch that scene you're like, oh, I see a thriller now in the beginning part of it. And throughout those 10 days there's only 30 minutes they actually yeah, shot. only 30 minutes. That's, That's crazy. Well, the make. makeup when you see it, you're like holy shit. And Makes even sense. when they finally get to showing you the full-on werewolf, it looks great. Like, it looks, it looks awesome. Yeah, and then the, the, I like how they do the animatronic thing, kind of like Jaws. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, like, this also came CGI out CGI could have ruined this. This came out in 1981 and there was, I forget the names of the other two, but there were two other werewolf movies that came uh, out. The Howling, the which is fantastic. Yes, the Howling, one, and I forgot the name of the other one, but it's not nearly as good. The Howling no. is awesome. So I that one I haven't seen, and a lot of people regard this as the greatest werewolf movie next yeah, to I the actual so. Wolfman itself. Howling like the white, is way white, different. Yeah, like the black and white wolf. Yeah, the, from well, like the original Wolfman is is, yeah. is a it, like the, the Boris Karloff Wolfman is always great. The like classic the, uh, Universal <laughs> monster movie. Yeah, same thing with like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, the Mummy. Yeah, yeah, Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein, but. I will. I, I did enjoy this movie. It's I, a fun flick. I probably wouldn't watch it again. It's not that I don't like it. It's just one. I, I won't go out and search sure, for it. You know what I mean? Like I think when I you start flipping it. through the channels, and if you catch it on, like oh, oh sure, shit, yeah, 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 sure, why easy, not? Easy to watch. Um, it being an absolute, it it, it it is a classic. It being a classic, therefore elevates it for me. So sure. I will. I wanted to give it a six, but being a classic, I'll give it a seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those ones. The fact that all these years later, it still looks good. It isn't outdated, and they made a sequel like twenty years later, American Werewolf in Paris. I, yeah, it was about so that. bad. So I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it was um, pretty good. Really good one. Um, so really quick, I'm gonna give a shout out to our guys over at Lobo Sound. Homies, if you guys have a product that you need to advertise, you should be calling Lobo Sound. And if you're going to need a website for that product, call Lobo Sound. And that's because Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish have made Lobo Sound a fixture in the Chicago radio and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound isn't limited to Chicago. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California. Wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want, on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 617-779-7000. 
630-244-9704. I beefed. That's 630-244-9704. Or go to Lobosound.com. Again, call them at 630-244-9704 or visit Lobosound.com. And if you mention you watch I listen, you will get a 10% discount. So Yo. shout out again to Lobosound. Dude, I, I might have shit. What crawled up your ass and died, dude? That was, that was just a bubble. That oh wasn't even like a fall apart. Just went... I'm surprised you didn't cup a soup someone. No, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Then all of a sudden it was like, wow. ooh, that's, that, that's rotten. Absolutely amazing. All right. Uh, why don't we get into this week's picks? Um, I got why, a good one for you. I say, why don't I give you your sure, album sure, first? Sure. You first. Please so, do, cunt. Uh, <laughs> for, this, uh, for this week, again, I, I have trouble every week coming up with an album until literally sure. 10 well, minutes I, before you, know you ask me. When you gave me Beartooth last week. You started out by asking me if I wanted a classic hip-hop album. And Wait, I thought that's what I said. No, no, no. So I, I said I've been wanting to give you more hip-hop, but the hip-hop is trash. Sure. So I was, and here's the even worse part. I asked, "Do you want an older record or a newer record?" And you said, "Older." older and I went to 2014. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm Thanks. sorry, Thanks, I dude. So my fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. But um, I, uh, I'm gonna stick in the now. Um, I'm actually gonna give you uh, the band is Neck Deep, and it is one of my all-time favorite records. Easily a top five favorite record of mine is Life's Not Out to Get You. This is... Um, I a, farted again. I watched you do it. You lifted uh, the leg and everything. Um, you know. My farts out to get you. Cool. Um, so uh, this is one of my favorite records of all time. So pop punk is very notorious for the sad boy. Oh, yeah. like, oh, what was me? friend left me, and right. now here I am alone without you. Those are... Swing the microphone around and catch it. You're making fun of Adam Lazar. I know I am. Which is, that's, come on, man. I know. But, um... Uh, so like I said, so this album kind of takes it and flips it on its head a little bit. Okay. So it 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 it's not, polka. No, you okay. keep saying that every week. Polka. No, polka I'm the only I'm the only like, real Polish person here. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so like I said, this album really takes that trope and kind of turns it on its head. Okay. So like in Life's Not Out to Get You, it kind of gives you that mentality of everything's gonna be fine. It's gonna suck. You know what I mean? It's just it's something life. you gotta deal with. Something it's you gotta life. deal with. You gotta deal with it. And this you about it. And this album came out right around the time like this it was this and then the Ghost Inside's Dear was Youth. Is Gaddafi still alive? No. Oh. During okay. like the Ghost Inside's Dear Youth came out. Like these were these were the two albums gotcha. I, I went through the most and I was going through a really hard time in my life. I know you, you were there for most of that. I, and I feel like it was you're terrible. always going through a really hard time <laughs> in your life. No, I'm talking about like like this specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but but um, he's saying but, it hasn't this, ended. Oh, no. It's going to be for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's a reoccurring theme with all of us that our lives just suck. Dude, uh, my, my, my name is Chief Dark Cloud. The 100th episode, we're going to have a mass suicide. <laughs> you watch, you watch, yeah, you watch me hang. <laughs> just like fucking Waco, Texas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, yeah. Waco was a siege. <laughs> well, they all killed themselves before. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. No, yeah, they, well, you watch I Jonestown. No, they, they, no, you're thinking Jonestown. Waco, they were killed by the military. <laughs> sure. Trust me, I, I'm up to date on my Waco shit. <laughs> they, they buried a bunch of women and children downstairs, and they cooked. Go on. Neck Deep Life's not out the game. <laughs> neck, neck Deep Life. I'm actually excited about this, because you gave me a Neck Deep album previously, correct? No more. Dude. I'm, gonna I'm, not, I'm just going to interrupt you the entire hey, time. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa. I was, I'm just gonna, no, I'm just going to interrupt you the whole time. Wait, let me explain. About what? 
Um, you gave me an Neck Deep album previously, I believe. You no, gave, I haven't. You gave me no. You, maybe it was another time you just told me to listen to a Neck Deep album. It was when you came on the show with Ralph. I think you may have given us one. I've listened to a Neck Deep no, album I, because I, of you. I, I gave you Frank Turner one time when yes. I was there. Well, that was when you were. No, I'm talking before. That was the. Uh, no, no, no. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. You've given me a Neck Deep album to listen to at some point. It might have been even pre-show, and years, I liked it years before. So I'm excited to listen to this because everything yeah. I've heard from Neck Deep, I've really liked. Yeah, th- this is my favorite record. What by year then? did this come out? 2015. A song you want to highlight. Gold Steps. Okay, Gold Steps. Um, so 2015. How many albums does Neck Deep have? Right now, they came out with the Peace in the Panic in 2017. Wishful Thinking ran in July 4. Okay, 4. And Ava, how long have they been a band? 2010 was their first EP. Okay. 2011, something like that. But they were probably doing small. They probably like we're talking 12 so, years they've been th- together. Yeah, there, if there's uh, video footage on YouTube of their first show in the states and it's in someone's basement. Like, that's awesome. They, they, they literally cannot move. Play because, cookie, cookie after. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's, right. that's isn't that what you do? Cool. I, I, we haven't yet on the show. Huh? We should live stream it. <laughs> Dude, it smells so bad in here. Smell, I know, dude. dude I, it, bro, it smells like a turtle it's, cage. It's beef beyond belief. Oh my god, yo, beef rises. All right, beef. The dark beef rises. All right, so uh, you gave me neck deep. Um, life is never is in life is life, life is not uh, life isn't out to get you. Life's not out. Life's apostrophe not out to get S. You. Yes, lives not lives not out to get lives, you. Okay, yes, so I'm gonna give you a movie um, from a, di- I, I a, a very so. famous director. This is a deep cut on this director. Is it? It's a director that we've talked about a ton on the show extensively. In um, yeah, recently. He's been in the headlines because he's controversial right now, um, even though he shouldn't be because he's arguably the greatest director in American cinema history. So who's the director? Well, it's either one of the two. So I got a 50-50 shot. Go is ahead. it Scorsese? It is Scorsese. Okay. This is one of his very few comedies. It's a black comedy. Okay. This movie is called After Hours. Yeah, no idea what this is. Um, this actually stars the friend from American uh, Werewolf in London, his friend that got killed. Um, th- this is a very difficult movie to explain. Uh, th- I he just, went from American Werewolf in London to, to uh, working a- with Martin Scorsese to Alien Three. Yeah, exactly. Fire his um, agent. So, After Hours um, is is really hard to explain because the the premise of it is kind of crazy. It's about it's basically one night happens, right? What year? Um, this came out. I want to say. Uh, Late eighties, early nineties. I don't remember okay. the year. I just revisited it recently for the first time in was, years. It's a very deep cut. I've never even um, heard of this. Yeah, there, there's two deep cuts from Scorsese that many people don't know, and this is one of them. Uh, um, I'll bring you. I'll give you the other one later down the road because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. another great one. Cool. But this is one of his very few comedies. Um, obviously, there's some themes that it dives into very deeply, but it's basically just one night in this guy's life, a guy who runs a very ordinary, mundane life, a job he's bored with, doesn't really seem to have anything going for him. Meets a girl at a diner, decides to reach out to her that night and then shit kind of gets crazy um there there's questions of what he's actually seeing happen and what's actually happening if things are dis, um diluted in his eyes and if he's it, a question between choice and what's going to happen inevitable things happening okay uh it's very funny it's very very dark there'll be a lot of faces you recognize in it uh from other movies and shows not many people have seen this movie unless you're like a scorsese fanboy i think the only other person i know it's seen is Grohow. um we were just mm. talking about it this weekend he actually yeah he he just gave me a list of A twenty four movies. I have to watch. Well, yeah, there's a lot of A twenty four. You have to yeah. say. Um, so my pick for this week is After Hours. Um, Nineteen eighty five, by the way. Nineteen eighty five. Okay, there you go. You just keep giving me movies uh, so, from the eighties. Uh, I have Jesus. a uh, I have a curveball this week. Well, what's your curveball? Well, is it Verlander's curveball? Because we're that. not taking a curveball from you unless you also watch a movie and listen to the album. Okay. Do okay. one. No, do one or the other. No, pick do both. One, right? no, do I'll both. do both. I'll do both. Do both. Okay. Every time I do a curveball, I I toss it your way. Sure. Uh, this week, great. My curveball is for you, Taylor. Great. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so with Halloween being tomorrow, uh, it's not up. it's not a horror movie. 
Uh, but earlier before the show, we were talking about Tim and Eric's awesome show and Dr. Steve Rule yeah, and sure, comedy sure, that's sure. just ridiculous and yeah, stupid, yeah. and that's why uh, it's funny. What are you gonna make I'm going to give you a movie from 2014 called What We Do in the Shadows, directed oh. by Taika Waititi, yeah, yeah. Uh, director of Thor Ragnarok. It's about three vampires that really live in good. a flat together. It's uh, really good. Yeah. It's really good. You liked uh, what, however you say his fucking name. He's, what's it, Korg from Thor. Korg, yeah. He's a no, director. I know. And he just directed just, Jojo Rabbit. It's supposed to be really there's funny. A, there's, just, a, there's a throwaway line in Thor Ragnarok that's actually a, a subtle Easter egg to this movie. Is it really? When he says to Thor, he goes, hey, do you want to use this three-pronged stick? And Thor's like, no, nah, that's not really my style of weapon. He goes, yeah, I guess I suppose it wouldn't really work. Unless you were fighting three vampires that were huddled together. Yeah, that's, it's, that's from what we do in the shadows. And they actually turned it into a TV series as well. Yeah. Um, it was a really good movie. Okay. Yeah. I think you'll like that one a lot. That was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, cool. Very cool. Um, so I actually watched a movie last night. Um, oh, did you? That um, I had been, it's getting a ton of hype. And it's a foreign film. And usually I'm very indifferent to foreign films because I hate having to read while I'm watching things because I like so much of watching like the, the way of movies edited, the way it's filmed, the, the facial expressions. But everyone, and specifically my friend Jeff, hyped this up to me. Um, my name is Jeff. Um, he hyped this movie up and he's like, you got to watch it. I know you're not big on subtitled movies. It's a Korean film. It's called Parasite. Yo, this might be... One of the best movies I've seen all year. They, uh, we actually saw the preview for it before Lighthouse. Well, I wasn't there for the preview part. Well, of it. I was, yeah, because um, I was there like Stephen fucking Glansberg. I've myself. never seen a movie quite like this. It was a completely original concept. It, it's funny. I would call it a dark comedy as well. But when it gets fucked up, holy shit! So it goes fucking bonkers. Is it like is it like Green Inferno ridiculous? No, not or? that le- it, it has a level of but, violence no, 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 to no, it. I'm, I'm not talking like gore aspect. I'm talking like, whoa, what the hell? No, because see, with Green Inferno, I kind of I knew that was coming. I didn't know where this was going. The way they set this up, it, it's it's like psychological and then it gets to this level uh, of a lot of dark, dark stuff and you're just like this, holy shit. Mm. And the, the whole movie was paced so well. The, if I was making a list of my best movies of 2019, this is right in in the top five it was unbelievable the second it's available to like rent on itunes i'm gonna I'll have probably, to give it to you I'll, I'll probably it is it. so next level and i guarantee you they're gonna turn this into an american version at some point um because it was it's such a cool concept and it'll resonate with people no matter how it's told okay. it'll be very difficult to make it this good it's kind of like when they for me i love the departed but i saw infernal affairs first, first so right. kind of ruined for me i also don't like jack nicholson in the departed um so what? that doesn't help it, it's my least favorite jack nicholson performance of all time i love it he, he even he has said he kind of phoned it in on that movie. Well, you could tell us he was playing top, Jack. I know, I and love it I, I love the movie, but I saw Infernal Affairs first, also a no, Korean I, movie, and right. it, it was there was no shock value for me. Um, it was the same thing when they redid The Ring, Grudge. It, it doesn't usually work. Uh, uh, what is it? Death at a Funeral when they brought it over to America. Funny oh, version, but the original is so much better. Oh, the Death at a Funeral remake was awful. It was, a, it was no, it was a good remake. No. It was a good remake by all standards. It was a well done remake, but it was such a shot for shot remake, and it was Chris mm. Rock was really funny. Martin Martin Lawrence was terrible because Martin Lawrence is terrible. Yeah, facts. He isn't Big good. Facts. Martin and he's fat now, so fuck him. Well, actually, like I said, until Bad Boys Three comes out, that's all I care about. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. I can't wait for Bad Boys Three. Um, uh, no, so we did see the Lighthouse this weekend. Um, very, very excited. Josh did not. Josh did not because cunt. S- we still have to coordinate because I definitely want to go see it again. And I. It's going to be out of theaters in two weeks, so you better do it in two weeks. All right, fair. Um, yeah, the Lighthouse was phenomenal. Um, ridiculous. I, I don't know. The, the only movie that has a slight comparison to is The Shining, and even that's like a loose. Comparison. 
comparison. Um, just it, the only thing that it has in common, I would say, is that it's similar questions of identity and diving into madness and uh, where you really stand in this this so, uh, isolated area. I can't wait for him to see it because I've done so much reading on this movie and there's so much symbolism in it that I find so appealing. Well, that's what Robert Eggers does, and man. It's, it's incredible. I cannot hype this movie enough. I need one. I need to see it again because I just want to see it again. And two, I kind of. So, Josh, there I were people that up and watch there it. were people that brought the closed captioning thing to the theater. So I've never seen actually, this in person before. I, Someone I ha- had the closed captioning with them in the I theater. I haven't either. And they're the smart ones because half this movie I didn't really what understand. Mean, what like, it's like, like something that like something? is it's something that's like attached in front of them yeah. or something. They bring so, and it has captions right in front of them for only them to see. Yes. Yeah, so, so think of it. As, I hated them. So think of it but, as like, think of it as like a camera on a tripod. You can move and it sits in front of you. So it sits un- directly underneath the screen. And his little green and, lettering that and, comes up. And it just, re- Dude, it's the weirdest I, I thing. I wanted to throw a rock at his head to fucking deaf jerk off. Oh my God. Wait. Don't go to the movies if you can here. Wait Listen, for it to be home. Hold on. So, it was distracting wait, so me. So Josh, I, I'm pretty sure I said it, but I, I just want to say it on the show because we were hanging out that night. And I remember distinctly because Willem Dafoe's in this movie. And all I hear from Bob, of all people, is like, Green Goblin, dude? Yeah, in the middle of the movie, he finally realized it is. And it's like quiet. He goes, oh, it's Green Goblin, dude. I was like, yeah, wait, okay, it's Green Goblin. And, and, yeah, and, sure. And there's one part in the movie. Name 90 I, other movies. I, I, again, I don't want to spoil it, but there's one part in the movie. Again, so it's me. It's me, Dan, Justin, and Bob sitting here watching, and it's a very serious movie. There and there's was, one part it that was very literally, serious, but it was very funny. Is so funny, and like we it's were at the, hysterical, we were and the rest crying. of the theater is quiet for like ten minutes. We were crying, laughing, dude. Yeah, oh um, it was a, a really. It was funny on the way to the theater. Uh, Bob is driving, and he has. This like, is my he didn't favorite. see a single trailer for the movie. Like we get, we get, him, <laughs> we get him forty six. I'm like, yeah, it's all black and white. He's like, what? It's black and white? I'm turning around. Wait, and it on. starts, and he goes, "Wait, this is in standard def, twenty millimeter." Yeah, he's, dude. <laughs> he's like, I'm leaving. Yeah, he found out ten minutes into the ten minutes before the theater. I'm more mad because I show I showed up on time, thinking like, "All right, I want to get a no good seat." No one told you to get there at that time. That's fine. Doesn't matter. So I <laughs> so I, wait. So I get there. Not all, first of all, I waited ten minutes in the park. And then you guys didn't show up. Sure. Then I bought it. Then I bought the ticket. I go in and I sit down. Movie ends. We walk out. I get there early. I got to park in East Jabib. All the way across and then, Clifton dude, Commons. We walk out of the theater in the very first spot, maybe 10 <laughs> feet out of, the, out of the door, is Bob's truck. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, and see I'm, you later. And, and I walk by, and they're like getting in. I go, what the fuck do you mean? You got a spot right we got, here. We got there as the movie was starting. I was so mad. You know what? Actually, you've taken big strides in the last couple of years. You would, uh, 2014 Taylor would have hated the movie because of that. No, True. no. Uh, 2014 Taylor wouldn't have the same level of appreciation at a minimum. Yeah. No, nah, dude, I, I love you, this movie. It, it, it was really it was yeah, phenomenal. But I'm saying 2014 Taylor. 2014 Taylor. Well, I had a good the guy who hated the Dark Knight Rises because you had to sit close to the screen. And I had a good because seat. you had to get Wendy's. Yeah, yeah because you had to get Wendy's. You hated the movie because of your own poor decision making. First of all, do you know who I was with? You you were the problem. They weren't. I'm never the problem. I'm you always were the, the driver. I'm always the, you I'm were al- the driver. I'm always the solution. That's your fault. The final solution. <laughs> I'm always the solution. I'm always the answer. Oh, ancestry. Um, let, all right. Let's get into something else. Did anyone else listen to Jesus I is King? I just figured out what you did. Yes, you did. Uh, did anyone else listen to Jesus is King this week? Yeah. Uh, I heard one track. I don't remember what it was called. And I'm giving it a resounding sucks ass, No, it doesn't. Dude. It doesn't it suck ass. garbage. It, you'll you'll it's like it. garbage. You, you like the song you like. It's way better than, uh, uh, uh yeah. yeah. It's, it, no, it's better than Pablo. It's better sure. than yay. It's better than yay, 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 yay tomato, tomato. It's yay, but I call it's, it yay. It's better than uh, Life of 
of Pablo Jesus. Um, it, it's really interesting that uh, and shout out to our boy Tyler who also loves it mm-hmm. um, for making to, to take a step outside of a genre that would never really do this and make something. He's the only artist that will do something that is actually passionate to him at the time. Now listen, I'm not hating on him oh, for doing what he wants. Starting this game, yeah. Well, yeah who else? Ooh. It's better than starting Verlander. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, now listen, when I say it sucks, I'm saying I'm saying it sucks for shock value. Really, I'm saying because I just I personally don't like it. I understand what he's doing, and he listen at this point. If you don't appreciate Kanye as an artist, you're you're just a big. It's a idiot. better produced rap album than almost any other rap album no, I've heard I, listen, outside of Kendrick recently. Listen, and this is what I keep telling every. This is what I keep telling everybody. Everyone's like, oh Kanye, this Kanye, that. But oh, I love Kid Cudi. Well, you could thank Kanye West for Kid Cudi because we wouldn't have Man on the Moon yeah. if it wasn't for Kanye West. One I of mean, the best hip hop records I've ever heard. My favorite rap album in the last five years is Kid C Ghost, and that's Kanye and Cudi. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus King, I thought it was really well done for what it was. I appreciate that he is so willing to step outside of the norms. I mean, rap can't make a fucking song without cursing, and he made an entire Christian album um, that is important to him. It has important messaging if you are a Christian in there. As mm-hmm. far as being a gospel record, it is phenomenal in its message. Um, it, it's getting universally shit on by critics because they think Christianity is evil and they can fuck off. See, I, I'm not... I, I, I wasn't shitting on it because anything like that. I'm shitting because I just... I don't like it. You know, I thought saying? it was for a 27-minute album, um, and I'm glad Ralph hated Ye. Um, he loved this one. I was happy to hear that. I knew he would because it's... The first four songs on it are phenomenal. I think after that, it takes a little bit of a step back. The first four songs are fucking awesome. See, it's just for me, I haven't heard a Kanye album I've really loved since Dark Twisted Fantasy, and I realize that's a hard pedestal. That, that's like a hard precedent to like to match up to because every album is so different after of that. Of course. I mean, so he, it's, he it's, changes his sound no, every album. So it's, it's me being a bit of a jerk-off, honestly, but at I the same time... in 20 like, years, this album's going to be looked at in a completely different light. Possibly. Much like um, 808s, you know, it got critical acclaim, but now it's looked at completely differently because it inspired people like Drake and Post Malone and that well, auto-tune sound, which is what I don't like. Well, actually, but, well, I mean, if you listen to Drake's first record, it's fire. I don't care what anybody says. Thank I, me later is It doesn't do anything for me, but it's obviously opinion-based. Um, I just don't like him, so I can't take his music seriously. No, I'm, I'm saying like his first album. If you go after that, where it's like, I, I got a lot of big rings. Oh, do you, dude? I honestly, I'm trying to, like, what was his first big song? Uh, Probably, uh, Baby, like, You're My Everything. Yeah, you the fucking I, best. That you did, the fucking I, best. When I hear the auto-tune, it totally takes me out of it. I, it, I, I get that. It, to me, that takes no talent whatsoever to be good at auto-tune. I have a lot of respect for Drake because he's constantly putting out music. Yeah, yeah. His, I, his I, hustle I, is I, ridiculous. I, I can't not respect someone yeah. that can do what he's done in such a short period of time. And the fact that he's he's remained on top. I give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, the American Music Awards just named their artist of the decade. Is it Drake? No, it's Taylor Swift. I mean, I mean, critic. I mean, when it comes to sure. commercially, you can't really argue with it. No, you commercially. can't. Commercially, album sales, all that you, you, stuff. You can't argue with even, it. Even singles, like, like, didn't that didn't her single "Me" go like triple platinum already or something? Probably more than I mean, likely. But commercially, doesn't mean Which, much for me when "Old Town Road" is one of the fastest selling singles of all time. No, I understand that. And the but best I'm part s- is that Trent Reznor is getting a huge cut of all that money. Good, he should. Well, because it's his fucking beat. Yeah. It's his sample. Well, I'll say <laughs> in that way. And the, and the thing is, I love about that song "Me" more than anything is I have a lot of respect for Brandon Urie because he came from our scene. And he be, and now Panic at the Disco is at the height of their popularity. So I have a lot of respect for Brandon. Are they Uri. really at the height of it? The, because their new music, I never really liked them. That album you gave me was pretty good. Um, but the latest stuff I've heard is fucking trash. Nah, I I, I like it. The it's singles just, I've heard 
are among the worst dude. things I've ever heard. Dude, Hale- I'd rather hear the sounds of my dad dying again than listen dude. to Panic at the Disco. <laughs> dude, yo, Halo of Mine made it is a very what was fun the single. Song. What was the most it. recent single that hey, they've been playing on the radio? Hey, How does it go? I, hey, look, my made it. I love it, dude. It's, it's so much fun. Th- but you it, also have to remember something. I've been following them since David. He's been sure, like 17. Sure, I can have an appreciation so for that. So, I can respect that. But when I hear stuff like that, it's like how Fall Out Boy decided, like, we're just going to make songs well, that they play at the halftime well, show of the okay. uh, national title game. So national he, here's where game. I, I disagree with you a little bit is because Fall Out Boy, to me, legitimately sold out after Fall Out Do. But with Panic at the Disco, it's just like the band completely, it was well, just, it was just. More, I don't think they've sold out. I just don't think it's good. I can understand. No, I, 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 to be fair, I was never a fan of theirs, yeah. but I can understand. I think there's a significant difference in the quality from their older stuff to the current stuff. Because now to me, it sounds like they're just trying to get stuff that's for commercials and for ESPN. Because that's where you hear it. All their stuff is on Z100 more well, than ever. I'll say, well, the big thing was when they did that Uma Thurman song, was that Dune? Dune what's that is the, one of the, the Adams Family. The yeah. Adams Family riff. That's it, all that, that is, right? That Uma Thurman song makes me want to have well, fucking dance like uh, liver cancer. That is a horribly offensive song. It makes me want to see Uma Thurman. What happened to her in the house that Jack built happened to her Jeez. in real life. <laughs> that is fucking awful. It dude. sucks when you see these bands that used to be pretty good because Fall Out Boy, say what you will about it, but they're early stuff. Dude, Fall I, I will say, as a musician, they're one of the hardest bands to cover mm-hmm. because very few bands keep the bass player and the drummer in sync as much as they do, uh-huh. and it's extremely hard to cover, and then they just turn into they, literally all those songs that played at every college football championship game now, every halftime show, is awful. I, yeah. Every song ESPN picks for anything is usually straight trash anyway. Yeah. They, they're terrible. It's like the Madden soundtracks, well, any video game oh, soundtrack dude, is terrible. I don't terrible. talk about the Madden soundtrack. Madden has never Madden. had a good soundtrack. Madden only had one song that I liked, and I know it's bad. It was, again, we're talking about Guilty Pleasures. Was that Boogie Oogie? Boogie I don't even know if I heard that one, because I haven't It listened. was Madden like three years ago. I haven't put it was on the a, first year you, you got in the mud, because we were okay. living together. I haven't put on a Madden, not on mute, in like eight I, years. That's, I, I don't. I don't play with this sound on either. I don't. I, don't always, do I have something on my tablet, or I'm listening to music, and or, I'm just. Or, I, I can't listen to the terrible commentary where they're yeah, like they're naming trash. people wrong. They do have the Halloween challenges going now, where they're you're rough. tiny and they're the giant guys. Well, yeah, because it's like, oh, hey, look, you have to try to tackle Brian Urlacher's ten your feet. Quarterback's tall. name is Sam Skellington. Skeleton. Yeah. Um, Skeleton. Let's see what else we got this week. Um, so the in Star Wars news, please um, let's talk. The, about the Game of Thrones showrunners were. Uh, a few months back, it was announced that they were going to be getting their own Star Wars trilogy. Rumors were it was going to be the Knights of the Old Republic storyline. Which would have been cool. And they were fired this week. Don't listen to quit. They were fired. Every, a lot of people told me quit. And then when I brought that up to you. Well, Disney, so Disney I, tried I, saying, like, oh, you know, we just uh, weren't seeing eye to eye. They were fired because apparently they hadn't submitted a script. And they, these movies were due to come out in two and a half years. So I've I just been, I just been referring to you as my source says. Yeah, that they, source. Got, they, they got, got fired. They got fired. Um, and apparently the ideas that they pitched to them, they want, the rumors are they wanted to take the science fiction out of Star Wars. That's then. Then where Star Wars? It, it's then not. It's Star just Wars? called wars. Yeah, it's just it's, wars. Like, like that doesn't make any sense. They to wanted me. to take the science. I I don't know if anyone has ruined their goodwill faster than the guys that ran Game of Thrones between the last season. Which I didn't hate. I didn't hate. It was I a huge listen. step down in quality. No, sure, but I, I like the last season still. I, I thought it was. I thought Dude, it was it fine. Ha- it has I, one of my favorite episodes ever in the entire sure, series. I, I love that episode. The, the long, long night, night. great yeah. episode. But when it came to a, a storytelling standpoint, the last two seasons were a significant step down. I think we're all in agreement. The storytelling lost major, major direction. Even though I, I do love Danny burning down King's Landing, I love that. That was cool, but, but it, no, it, it was. It was but like what was the payoff ultimately that was exciting. You no, there this, really wasn't. It, it reached this fever. 
favorite pitch, and then it just went. It, it came uh, in with a bang and went out with a whimper. Is correct. the way I would describe yes. it. And it, it, it's pretty clear that once they lost the the blueprint written by George R. R. Martin, that their original content isn't good. And if you look at their filmography, the stuff they've written and directed outside of Game of Thrones is pretty much trash. Is it really? It's not good. Hold on. Let me and the fact that, you know, Disney was going to take this huge risk on them, and apparently they're about to lose their Netflix deal for something they were supposed to do uh, do with Netflix. I just, and on top of that, it comes out that they filmed this Game of Thrones pilot with Naomi Watts. They filmed a full pilot. A pilot usually costs about $10 million to make, especially right. if you're doing Game of Thrones. They filmed it, they showed it to HBO, and HBO said, we're passing on this. You know what bumps me out, that is, too? And Naomi Watts is a great actress. Dude, you know what bumps me out, too, because it was the long night. The long night is one of the most is probably one of the coolest things in Game of Thrones lore. And Josh, you're the Game of Thrones expert. Right. What are your thoughts on all of this? Because uh, because so, you posted about it a couple days ago. Uh, so I'll start with the Star Wars thing, and I'll work my way sure, through the sure. uh, through the House of the Dragon thing. Sure. Uh, yes, because like, before previous that, after it was announced that the Naomi Watts pilot wasn't ordered by HBO, filmed it and everything, it was announced that they did order a full series of uh, the House of the Dragon about the Targaryen dynasty. Mm-hmm. Yes, so yes, please yes. go on. All right, so uh, a couple of days ago, uh, David... Actually, I don't know what the fuck their names are. Benioff and Weiss. I don't know which one is Dan and which one is Dave. It doesn't fucking matter. They (laughs) they wrote X-Men Origins Wolverine, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They did a... um, They did an interview, like a town hall type of thing recently, and it turns out that this entire time, they were just kind of pissing into the wind. Yeah. Uh, So... The reason why Game of Thrones seasons one through five (laughs) were so good... Is because they, they were adapted story it from to back George R. R. Martin's and books. And the directors and the actors were kind of just winging it and doing their own thing. Yep. Very little of it had to do with what they were writing and what they were doing. Uh, and then that really was proved to us in seasons uh, the seven last and two eight. seasons, yeah. Um, you know, so I'm not really surprised there. So I think that the whole Star Wars thing has a lot to do with the fact that they don't know what they're doing as filmmakers. Yeah, correct. And they're just kind of like writing writers. things. Yeah. They signed the Netflix deal, and now they're focusing on the Netflix deal, and that probably is taking away from the focus they should have been putting on, on Star, Star Wars. Wars sure. And Disney just said, all right, you know what, let's... Let's just let's well, cut they, our losses. They had to submit this script is like a re- major red flag. Like yeah. you have movies that are due out in two and a half years. You don't have a script, yeah, which that's means bad. you're behind on casting, which means you're already behind on your budget, and it's already going to be a huge budget movie. Basically, Disney saw like we're about to have another Solo on our hands, yeah, uh, which is a production nightmare. And Solo's not even. And that Solo bad of was a movie. really good, and they, they. But there were so many issues. They fired director halfway through when most of Solo was filmed. They fired the director. They brought in Ron Howard. They had to do reshoots and. If if they hadn't had to do that, Solo would have been extremely profitable. Yeah. It was still profitable, but it was the first bomb in the Star Wars era by Star Wars standards. And it's, and it's not even that bad of a movie. No, dude. it's a it's good movie. Good. It's a really good movie. It's fun. It's what, just, Woody Harrelson's in it, too. Yeah, it's a really fun movie. But it was the first Star Wars movie that lo- the tech didn't lose money, but it didn't make the profit that they're used to making. When yeah. you compare to every other one that's come out, from Force Awakens to Rogue One to Last Jedi, Solo's the only one that was a box office disappointment. Yeah. And you, you bring in these guys that at the time when it was announced, everyone's like, oh, shit, because it was before the last season of Game of Thrones came out. Mm-hmm. And then I think the part of it was that the 
Disney also realized that these guys have no goodwill. They're getting booed at conventions. They're getting booed at festivals. Mm-hmm. Fans are really angry. Fucking Jamie Lannister was getting booed when he defended the last season. I, I think that, and that's another reason the Naomi Watts thing got canceled. Either the pilot was really bad or HBO is being a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to make anything, they want it to be more related to what happened in this Game of Thrones storyline, yeah. which is why they're going with the Targaryen angle rather than the first battle between the White Walkers and men. Which is kind of my thoughts. So that's that's one part of my thoughts. Another part of my thoughts is that they're, they're launching HBO Max. They yeah, yeah. want to get as many subscribers as possible. Sure. They're talking about HBO 5 Max. million subscribers. That's their and, new streaming service, $15 a month. They're talking about 5, uh, $5 billion subscribers yeah. they want to have yeah. by 2025. 20, uh, so that's I think a that, lot. Yeah. I think that and the, it's the most expensive streaming service, too. I was yeah. going to say, 15 bucks a lot. But it's going to have a lot outside like of just HBO properties. It's going to have every episode of Rick and Morty for the people that like that garbage. Um, Rick and Morty's good. Shut up. Uh, I, whatever it, it, it is, what it is. I've seen a couple episodes and I don't get it. I don't like. I, I there hasn't been, like, but there's a lot of other stuff too. Friends. South oh yeah, Park, they're gonna have this, every episode of South yeah, Park. A lot of stuff's already on Netflix. So wait, Not, is that, it won't be anymore. It is won't that be. Stuff getting pulled is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, HBO owns all of it. Oh my god. Um, I mean, there's gonna be a ton now. It, you HBO Max will be a, subs- a separate subscription to HBO, correct? Like if you don't have an HBO account, you don't get HBO Max as well, That's right? That's correct. So you'd have to have <sighs> HBO. You'd have to. You, so if you don't have HBO, you can get HBO Max and we'll have the HBO classics on as well: Sopranos, Game yep. of Thrones, The Wire, etc. Yeah. It's a good deal. I mean, you could just cut out having HBO and just have HBO Max. Yeah, and what I don't get about it is, like, they're kind of cannibalizing their own services because you have HBO Now, which is basically Mm -hmm. HBO Go if you don't have HBO. Yeah. And HBO Now costs... 15 bucks a month. Yeah. So now hurts. you're adding another service and they've said they're keeping HBO now. I don't see it. Well, I'm assuming HBO Max is just going to have more than HBO Now does. HBO Now is just going to have the HBO produced things yeah. and the movies that they own at the time and then HBO Max is going to have all the stuff like South Park and uh Yeah, it, but yeah. without dropping the price of HBO uh, now it doesn't make any sense. Well, as and people are going to be dumb and just double they dip. They haven't announced. That's, that's the thing with all these subscription services. The reason they offer free months is because most people forget to cancel at the end of the free Dude. month, and then they just get rebuilt. It's 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 starting to get a bit excessive at this point with how many subscriptions. Honestly, I'm starting to get a little bit overwhelmed because I have a Hulu subscription, Netflix subscription, yeah. HBO subscription, MLB subscription, Your regular cable package, my regular cable package, which none of that is included because Cablevision and Altice One will rip my head off as. Far as dollars are concerned, I get the basic package and I pay one twenty a month. Yeah, and the, like the fact that I don't get TNT or TBS. Wait, when you my don't package, get TNT or TBS with no. the basic package, dude. I don't even get FX. It's. I think your shit might be fucked no. up because I'm pretty sure. Dude, no, Dan, I'm being honest. Bunny ears. No, Dan, I'm being honest. I literally went through this for two weeks with Optimum, and they literally said, "Well, that's your basic cable." I go, "That's not basic cable." But you have SNY basic cable? because I asked specifically. I go, "I need to give me a package where I have MLB Network and SNY and Yes," and they said, "Okay, cool." Here it is. I think someone fucked you because 100%. I know when I got mine, the basic package included everything but uh, NFL Network, and I paid an extra ten bucks a month to get that. Dude, it's incredible. I pay one twenty five. I saw a month. something that the streaming services, uh, the big ones, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, HBO pays for itself, Max, so good, um, and something else. There's seven total, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the total of them is like hundred and seven a month. At which point, I'm 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 getting closer to canceling my cable. Uh, I still don't love the live sports streaming options, especially for the local stuff. I don't love it. I think it kind of works shoddy, 
and it's not I'm, that great, I, especially with like the Mets games. Well, I I don't I don't like yeah. Sling very much. No. PlayStation's canceling PlayStation View. You used to have PlayStation View, didn't you, Josh? No, I've I thought you did. Well, say so. Let me tell you. So I finally tried this. Who who has live sports? It sucks. It's garbage. It's trash. It is garbage. Not because it's endorsed by Baker Mayfield, which is also it's trash. True. It's honestly. Well, garbage. I got my free. I got YouTube my f- TV is really good. YouTube, YouTube TV? TV is legit. Yeah. Um, Apple TV Plus. That's part of that one hundred and seven dollar thing. I'm, I get a free, year free of that. Apple TV Plus. I get one year free. Also, thank God for Verizon Unlimited plans. I get a year of Disney Plus. Yeah, year free. Yeah, I got a year free of both of those. Very excited so about that's that. Nice. Very excited about the Mandalorian. Mandalorian looks, looks fucking awesome. Looks sick. Apparently, there's going to be some big. They're calling it a universe changing thing that happens in the very first episode of the really? Mandalorian. I wonder if it's the thing I've been saying all fucking this entire what? time what? is what? that he's fucking Boba Fett. I guess that could be it. I mean, uh, Boba Fett did survive in the you know non-canon books at I'm, multiple I, listen, points. I, I, if I'm wrong, I'm cool with it. I'll admit I was well, wrong. Well, well, I think he's Boba Fett. Well, wasn't that that was a big rumor that what the hell was his name? The guy that Kylo Ren cut in half in the second movie. Snoke? Snoke. They said that Snoke was Boba no, Fett. No, I never no, heard that. No, no, no I, I remember that. that I was never, I mean, I'm sure. I'm Snoke sure. was like fucking 10 feet tall. I'm sure, and he wasn't human. Um, True. I'm sure that. No, I just remember that being like a rumor of who Snoke I'm was. I'm sure that that, that was because Star Wars fans find rumors and theories and everything. So I'm sure that was at some point. But um, I, I, I could see that. I, I don't know. I mean, this takes place between uh, the events of uh, Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, They've gone out of their way so many times to say he's not Boba Fett. Yeah, that's like, true. That's good. That's true. Um, okay. Uh, there's a show coming out that I, I. Do you guys ever watch Sherlock, BBC show with Benedict yes. Cumberbatch? No. I, I, and. and Martin Freeman, dude, really yeah, good. It, it's it's a I I don't particularly it's not for me. I it's like a very it. very well done show. Um, the creators of that show are actually right now. The trailer just came out for it. They made a Dracula series, like old school, and it looks fucking which, crazy. Which makes like, a lot of sense to me because like they focus in like in like, like that old English, like that very European. Yeah, it looks style. very dark, and gothic, like that, that, urban. Like yeah, that, that could that could be very urban very gothic. Well done. Yeah, for um, sure. I'm excited about that because there hasn't been a good Dracula thing. In a long, long time. Since Blade 3. Yeah, that, the worst <laughs> Dracula. I'd rather watch Dracula Untold. Oh, that movie hey, sucked, fuck too. Have you seen my dog? Blade 3 was... Blade Trinity was awful. Ryan Reynolds was funny, and that's he, about it. I didn't even like him that much in it. That I was Because that was when Ryan Reynolds was playing Ryan Reynolds in everything. It was everything that's what he, he does was, now. What do you mean? And then he tried doing the Amityville Horror, and it was... Awful. awful. Yeah, One of the worst remakes of all time, without question. Um... Yeah, so that Naomi Watts one got canceled, which, again, they must have really fucked up to film a pilot. HBO sees it and says, yeah, we're not ordering this. Yeah, that's really, especially because, like I said, The Long Night. The Long Night is one of the coolest things. Like, if you if you go back and actually dig in Game of Thrones lore, it's one of the well, coolest things about the history of Westeros. Yeah, but the honestly. problem is the the TV fan base doesn't give a fuck about at the history all. of Westeros. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, listen, we may be nerds. We're well-informed nerds, but at the same time, yeah. we're also not nerds. Um, you know what I'm saying? So another thing that uh, Netflix is testing out this is really fucking weird did you hear they're going to be testing out variable playback uh, speed about this, so yeah. wait, wait hold on wait 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 so say, you'll be able to watch a movie netflix wants to test out variable playback speed which means that you can watch a movie sped up to like 1.5 so it's like so basically every Zack snyder movie will be a half hour shorter because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all dude did you, if you ever tried to do that watch 300 without the slow motion it's literally 30 minutes shorter <laughs> i'm right with it though dude 300 rules i love uh, it it's okay, I, it's I, okay. I, I just like the action it's a, and, and, I, and the I action like, scenes uh, are great but Gerard Butler is awful. No, uh, 
Uh, who's the other guy? The other, uh, he's the another Jason Taylor. No, <laughs> the guy who looks like, looks Jason, like Taylor. Jason Taylor. <laughs> yeah. No, there's uh there's another the actor. Watch we are Spartans. Yo, than three hundred. Kevin Sorbo in that. No, Michael. Yeah, was Michael Fassbender laughing his ass off, fighting the shade. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing with Zack Snyder. We were just talking about this last night. It's like I legitimately love Watchmen, but it's not. It, it's a very flawed movie. It's very choppy. The the chick that plays uh, Second Silk Spectre is awful. Yeah. Awful. Yes, terrible. And now, if you watch like the new Watchmen series, two episodes in is better than the entire movie. <laughs> Literally. I still have to watch Dude, it, but I, I'll, I'll be done. I will say that the opening, the opening credit sequence of the Watchmen oh, movie it's, it's is amazing. the best bit of filmmaking. It's he is it's ever done. Unbelievable. The scene when um the original Night Owl gets killed and they play the Raging Bull music. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, Rorschach is fucking awesome in it. Jackie O'Haley's incredible in it. But already this Watchmen series, and from what I understand, how conservatives are mad at at Watchmen. Sure. Why wouldn't they be? Uh, of course, it, just because they need something to be mad about. They're mad about a neo-Nazi white supremacy angle. Those—that's not the hill you want to die on, guys. Like, don't no, die defending that kind of shit. Just, uh, it's, just let it, just let it go. It's a show, and it's it's also very good in the vein uh, of what this, where the comic or graphic novel left off. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see when they get to the point where they introduce Doctor Manhattan, because you got to think within the next like three, four episodes, Josh, that Doctor Manhattan comes back. Right? I, I want to know what. Osmandius is up to. Well, that's a thing that I'm wondering because it, it's you got to think there, there are some similarities already to the graphic novel in the series. Comedian dies in the very beginning of the graphic novel. Um, sheriff in the first episode. Some things come out about him. Some things came out about the comedian. These parallels. Um, Osmandius, what is he up to? We yeah. didn't know until the very end of the graphic novel or the movie. And now it's like, is he doing the same thing? Because he's it looks like he's gotten fucking weird. Yeah. And I'm assuming in the timeline of things on the show is that the it was revealed or at least it's believed that he orchestrated the squid attack. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's universally accepted, but it seems like he's in full isolation. Yeah. But what the fuck is going on? We got to see Blue Dick. I was excited about that. <laughs> and again, the score is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and Regina King is awesome. She's awesome. Um, speaking of Regina King, one of her very first movies, um, Friday, we lost a, a great, great star from Friday today, Mr. John Witherspoon. Um, come out of the pops- bathroom for about 35, <laughs> 45 minutes. <laughs> How come every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen? <laughs> I like pig's feet. Uh, <laughs> eating all the damn food up. He, he, uh, great, great character actor, great stand-up comedian. Um, so very, very, very sad day. Very I'm, funny I, when he was shit himself and he's just sitting there just kind of <laughs> <laughs> spraying. Yeah. <laughs> a dog bites his ass. I love Friday. I love next Friday. Friday after next is trash. Um, really yeah, quick, guys. I have something to say? Cool. Thanks. That was my ass. Oh, my microphone smells now. Good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Why don't you set up for in, a football, in, Josh? And other things while you're setting up. Oh, I'm over here, honestly, hating that that smells so bad. <laughs> and that uh, I'm wait, dude. The fact that we're not gonna get the Lord of the Rings show till 2021 bums me out. That's a good but thing. But it's That's fine. A good thing. Well, no, this is what I was because we talked about they it. Just a couple cats, weeks. cast uh, Uncle Benjamin as the villain. Okay, I'm in. Uh, yeah, so that's but pretty no, good. But the other thing, like, talk I about s- being typecast. Well, well, Middle Earth <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, but uh, like even when you said like The Last of Us Two got pushed back, which is kind of a bummer because I, all three of us are very excited for that. Um, when stuff gets pushed back or when stuff is far like is far out, yeah, yeah, um, it doesn't really bother me all that much. That means the studio sees something we obviously well, don't because we can't. 
didn't I, see I it. I was more bummed. There's a difference between, like, for me, with the Lord of no, the Rings I know thing I know and, you're saying, and right. the, the Last of Us thing, because The Last of Us gave us a solid release date. They only just started filming Lord of the Rings. Actually, no, it didn't even start pre-production yet, not until yeah, 2020. Yeah, so um, it's... But, but still, at the same time, like, I'm just bummed because, like, it was announced, and then they've still been working on it this whole time. So, obviously, like, they're writing a whole bunch of stuff because it's a prequel show. Yeah, But exactly. I'm just, I just still really, I can't wait for well, that. Well, uh, as we've said several times, or at least Josh and I have, um, it, no matter what, it's going to be better than The Hobbit movies. Okay, sure. Dude, come on. There's a reason that you're the only person that talks about them. Okay, I will so, say the, okay, second, okay, one, the so second one is solid. You need to stop saying no, I don't. you're the only person. You're the only everyone person, you're the only person on earth wrong. No, not true. I, dude, of course, it's an exaggeration, and you're taking it seriously. But you can't count of 30 people, people you know, five of them that will say the Hobbit movies are good. You can good. like them, but good. they're not good. I don't give a shit. Josh, comment. We're live. The Hobbit movies? Oh, yeah, they suck. I, don't, I won't say they suck. For what they are, they're well Better done. Better than the Star Wars prequel movies. No, they're not. No, 100%. absolutely not. No, they're not. 100%. No, they're not. No, they're not. From my point of view. 100%. The Hobbit movies are evil. <laughs> <laughs> the second one, I will say, the second Hobbit movie is decent. Yeah, I mean, three I mean, was... A, I don't even remember three, and I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater, and I don't remember a thing about it. Okay. A thing. Okay. Josh, comment. Can we do the football yeah, picks? Yeah, uh, all I remember is that Legolas yeah, was in it for some reason, and it sucked. And the chick for some reason. Yeah. And then they had to tie in Gimli for some reason. Yeah. Great book, though. Great book. Okay. Well, I mean, they Great fucking 200-page book that was turned into nine hours of movies. Well, yeah. I mean, that they tied in Gimli because and his dad was part of the fellowship, I know. was part of the 14 I know. dwarves. I know. They didn't need to. It was just fan service. We know it. We get it. Even Peter Jackson hates them. Come on. Then you had the fucking whole Benny Hill chase sequence in the first one. <laughs> I like the singing with Smeagol. the dwarves. <laughs> oh, they just come in and trash fucking Bilbo's fucking little cottage. Jerk off fucking dwarves. Comment? It's a, it's little a, dickheads. It's a hole in the ground. It's not a cottage. It's a cottage. A cottage in the it's ground. It's not really a hole in the ground. It's a. It's a. It's more like it's a, a tunnel. A cutout tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah tunnel. The story. The the first word. This story starts like, like every other story. With a hole in the ground. Oh, you mean That's the, you mean the story? You mean the book. story in the hundred and thirty page book that was turned into nine hours? Of I, it's movies? a three hundred page book. To be fair, oh, okay. it is a three hundred page book. I think two movies would have been fine. Two no, I think nice. one fucking movie would have been fine. I no. think ultimately one would have been fine. But if you needed to make two, which is what they wanted, I, I do feel bad for Peter Jackson in that that he kind of felt forced into making it. Um, and I wish he actually got to do it the way he wanted, and that Peter, uh, Ian McKellen wasn't so miserable making it. It was probably New Line Cinema just forcing a lot of shit down. Yeah, and I mean the fact that he said that he had Still no like direction though. for the movie. Well, you're a Lord of the Rings fan, and so I'm, I wish I liked them more because I, I wish I looked at them in the same way I do the Star Wars prequels. Benedict Cumberbatch's smog was awesome. He's great in everything. It's I like Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is cool. Doctor Strange um, is cool. All right. So the, again, um, you can edit all this out of the video when yeah, you yeah. do it. You're going to. Um, welcome to week nine of our NFL picks. Um, Going into last week, uh, we were separated by three games in total. And coming into this week, it is still three games in total because we each went 12-3, and three, amazingly enough. Yeah. Um, so as it stands right now, Josh is in first place at 75-44-1. I'm in second place at 74-45-1. And, and Taylor is in third place at 72-48-1. Um, so no real, real big trades in the NFL this week, um, like many were expecting. Uh, the biggest one was probably Leonard Williams from the Jets to the Giants. Uh, Dude, I'm going to tell you Giants fans now, that's a bonehead move on your part because you could have gotten him for uh, just in free agency this offseason without giving up draft capital. Now you might not even re-sign him, and he's not that good. 
He's okay. He's decent. He's average a serviceable he, player. He's average where he was picked. I mean, he does his job. No, well, he's below it, average based on where he was picked. Six overall and no, only has 15 that. sacks in his career. No, I'm saying like as far as being like, like he, if he was drafted in the second round, it's fine. If he's drafted in the, not even second, I would say for that production, to give him a third round pick. If he was a fourth round pick, worth it. But he has not been a difference maker. And he was playing with a pro bowler and Muhammad Wilkerson next to him at one point. Sheldon and Richardson Sheldon next Richardson, to him. Yeah. And he couldn't do shit. His he, most sacks yeah. he has in his career in a season is seven. And he was supposed to be this transcendent pass rusher. He's turned into a decent pass rusher with very limited run-stuffing abilities. So don't think that you got some guy that's going to make a huge deal. If you re-sign him, it's great. And you better not re-sign him for more than $10 million a year, and you probably will because Dave Gettleman doesn't know what he's doing. Um, Akib Talib went to the Dolphins. They basically traded for him in a salary dump and got a fifth-round pick out of it. Um, and what uh, Kenyon Drake went to the Arizona Cardinals for another fifth-round pick. Um, was that really? Was that about it? There wasn't really anything else. I tell you right now, man. I was I was so certain Jamal Adams was getting moved. I really was, just because uh, like the, he, the Cowboys not, made he, such a late push. I have a lot of credit for Joe. Apparently, Al- the uh, Ravens came closer than the Cowboys. Really, the Ravens were closer than the Cowboys. How was like I didn't even hear about the yeah, Ravens. Yeah, imagine if the they had Earl Thomas, Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams, and I'm going to say this as well. Jamal Adams is a good player. He's not a great player. I'm not, too many, that, that's fair. He's too many personal fouls he's, all the time. Um, he's, he's a really good. He's basically Rashad Jones on the Dolphins. Maybe not even that good. Rashad Jones was an All Pro. He's uh, he's he's got he has a lot of upside. To he's him. Jabril he has, Wilson. He, no, stop it. <laughs> but uh, I, I I don't see Jamal Adams being a Jet. It's just we, no. We, he he not now. You said not after those tweets. And well, he's 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 on tweet on Twitter liking tweets that are bashing Sam Darnold. Yep. Like what are you doing, dude? Well, because stop. It, he, he's he's a very he's a very emotional guy, which I, I understand now. Like, let's be an adult. Like, like, let's get your emotions in check. But he's also a very loyal guy. So I understand where he's coming from. He feels betrayed. The fact but that he's he even business. being shopped. And you got to get over it. I mean, you also have to remember something that, like, this is all, like, he's what, 10 and 27 since he came into the league? He's tired of losing. Yeah. Coming from a winning program at LSU. So I, I do understand his frustration, but there's times to be a kid, there's times to be a pro. Yeah. Um, and if he would have handled it with grace, it would have been much different. You can't obviously. go on Twitter bashing people, man. It doesn't yo, work wait, like wait, that. Wait, uh, that's some Lonzo bullshit. He literally, no, that, that's LeVar bullshit. Mm, it's made it's literally, Lonzo was quiet during almost all of that. Yeah. But, uh, Dude, when he goes on Twitter and he goes, Joe Douglas is a liar, you just straight up called your Dude, GM a liar I'm, on Twitter. I'm also going to tell you, your GM would be a dumbass if he didn't listen to any calls he got. So, well, yeah. Grow up. I mean, you're supposed to. I mean, listen, I, it's I, a GM's job to listen to calls on any offer, and he'd be I, listen, a fool if he didn't. I fought with you adamantly that they weren't going to trade Chris Harris, that Denver was not going to yeah. trade Chris Harris. They almost did. And to the Lions, yeah, yeah. They almost did it, but then they almost traded Darius Slay, and then they're like, why would we do that? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, it, it was a very <laughs> but, uneventful trade deadline line um ultimately a lot of hype but nothing really happened i tell you what though man I, even though there's a lot of hype like there's a lot of like wheeling and dealing the last three hours of like between uh, yeah between it was a lot of, lot of basically in baseball terms it was hot stove talk it, hot stove the trade deadlines become one the trade deadline and draft day have become honestly like my favorite well, draft times. day has always been awesome but nfl trade deadline i'm like the biggest move i remember a few years ago was that the dolphins traded chris chambers to the fucking chargers the guys usually don't move in the nfl draft until the last few years yeah well and then uh didn't didn't champ Bailey and Clinton Porsche get traded at the deadline too? Was it the deadline? I'm almost positive. I thought it was but, but, but that before. was a huge one. Yeah. All right. Why don't we get into this week's picks? Uh, again, three games separate us. Um, so first, Thursday night, uh, Halloween night, the San Francisco, the undefeated San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, 49ers with a dominating statement victory over the Carolina Panthers. Told you, Bob. Um, and the Cardinals coming off a blowout loss to a returning Drew Brees. Um, 49ers, nine and a half point favorites on the road on Thursday night. Uh, uh, Josh. 
You're the leader on the standing, so why don't you give us your pick first? Uh, yeah, 49ers. 49ers, okay. Uh, Taylor? San Francisco and San Francisco to cover nine and a half. Yeah, um, I'm also taking the 49ers. Uh, I'm not going to... I. I, I'm not as comfortable with them to cover uh, Thursday night road short week coming off uh, a victory that may have been their best win of the year. That's where that territory yeah. where I could see them playing a little sloppy. So, you know, Tevin Coleman, four touchdowns. Man. Yeah, how, yeah. How great has he looked? He's, he's been fa- Tevin Coleman. Yeah, John? yeah, yeah. Big fan of Tevin what, Coleman. Uh, wh- wh- why did you like him? Oh, he actually used to be on the Atlanta Falcons. And how are they doing without really him? Good oh, they're not doing great. They're <laughs> the 29th run, uh, ranked run offense in oh, the league. And who did they pay over uh, Tevin Coleman? Devonta that would be Devontae Freeman. Oh, got it. Okay. I don't think um, he's that good. The, the next game is no, he's, he's good. No, no, I'm saying he's like Tevin he, Coleman or Devontae Freeman. No, no, Devontae Coleman. Uh, he was good until he got hurt. Yeah, he well, that's what same. I'm. I know, I'm saying he'll probably like, be better next year, a year after uh, the injury. Like, like when he was part of a one-two combo, he's doing, that's he's when he doing was well as a receiver out of the backfield. But he's just no he, running lanes. Yeah. Which is what right, they need. Uh, next game is the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. Uh, Houston with a dramatic last-second victory, the the play of the year possibly from Deshaun Watson in the the end of the fourth quarter with his eyes closed, passing it to his tight end. Jacksonville. Coming off a victory over the Jets, uh, very very fun victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Quaz um, screaming all day uh, Sunday because the Jets couldn't cover for his parlay. That's that's fantastic. Uh, congrats, Quad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, uh, who do you got in this game? Uh, I have Jacksonville. Um, okay. Even though I really 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 like Houston, I like I like They've how been very. It's just too inconsistent, and I honestly think that. Um, Jacksonville's defense can really get to Deshaun Watson and yeah. bring him down for once. Sure. Um, so it's just a matter of that happening and a matter of Deshaun Watson. just He's going to make a mistake. He always does in big games. Sure. I mean, Houston's better off without him than they are with him. I mean, they always every time Houston loses, it's by a touchdown or less. They, ne- they haven't lost by double Correct. digits since in, he's taken over in, the starting yeah, job. Yeah, in Deshaun Watson's career as a starter for the Texans, they've never uh, every game he's been in has been decided by one score or less. Yes. Um, so that's pretty crazy. So, um, so I mean, that's He's a part of the answer, not the the problem. Definitely, but I think Jacksonville takes it this okay. week. Josh, I hate London games. They're I do too. They're really trash, do. trash. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say. I think that Houston has the better offense. I think that Jacksonville has the better defense. You really went I, out on a limb there. I, <laughs> I think that when you look at a game like this, you have really? to. Texans just lost JJ Watt for the year. That's, yeah, I, I, I think feel that when so you, bad. I think that when you look at a game like this, you have to. It's big travel, jet lag, a lot of factors coming in. You have to pick the defense on that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville. All right, uh, I'm going to take Houston. Um, I agree with you in a lot of the cases. Um, obviously, one offense is better, one defense is better. Uh, going into Jacksonville or to London, excuse me. Um, Houston is making the smart decision, and they're flying their team out. Uh, yesterday they flew out. Which makes sense. Get um, them acclimated. Correct. Uh, get used to the time difference. I think that the things Houston does well on offense offset what the, the things that the Jaguars do well on defense. I still have questions about the uh, Texans' offensive line, obviously. He did not get sacked this week, um, uh, Deshaun Watson, because the Raiders have no pass rush, and obviously Jacksonville does. But I think ultimately the ability of Deshaun Watson to keep his team in a game I will take Deshaun Watson late in a game in a close game over Gardner Minshew at this point. I think it's a very very close game as indicated by the spread. Texans being two point favorites, but I think the th- Texans the things that they do well are going to offset what the Jaguars do well. I just look at I look at uh, case in point. I look at uh, Houston versus Indianapolis. Sure, with the game on the but the game on the line and the defense stepped up and made a big interception with Deshaun Watson trying to force the ball down the field. I think that's another 
that's another way that that could possibly shape. I also up. think the Colts are, um, you know, a certain team just match up really well with certain yeah, teams. No, and I've said I, this for a while. The Colts are like their kryptonite. Yeah. For some reason, they game plan them very well. And this no. was before Frank Reich was a head coach. When they had Chuck Pagano, they always played the text T.Y. Hill and eats them alive. I don't think the Jaguars have those pieces to do that, but it is a close game. That's what, Yeah, for sure. All right. So you guys are taking the Jaguars. I'm taking Houston. Uh, next game, the Washington Redskins at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Redskins lose again. Um, yep. The Buffalo Bills suffering a, um, a big a loss. Big loss yeah. um, I was the only one here that picked them to, to beat the Eagles to beat the Bills um, because I still am not that impressed with Josh Allen. He's completing less than 60% of his passes. He plays a very tough brand of quarterback, but he is not going to be able to win these games when his team goes down by two scores unless he's playing the Dolphins. When you play the better teams in the league, Josh Allen will hurt you. But thankfully for the Bills this week, they're not playing one of the better teams. They're playing the Washington Redskins. Um, With that said, the 10-point spread is fair. I actually don't think they're going to cover it. I think um, Redskins will lose by probably about seven points, a touchdown. I think that they can play well enough, similar to the way Miami did, when they no one thought they'd cover, and they did. Um, But I'm going to take the Bills to win outright. Yeah, same thing. I have the Bills. I just think, again, the defense is better. Correct. It's one of those things. The defense, although Um, they finally played a decent offense, and the defense took a huge step back this past week. I'll tell you, it's not even that the fact that they took a step back. I think it was just Philadelphia. Like they just got out coached to me. And the other thing is that that defense is like they've relied on that defense solely to win a majority of their games. Mm-hmm. So at some point, no matter how, all good defenses, they're going to have times where they slip up. And I sure, think that sure. was a game where you know Smallwood, no, uh, what the hell is Miles, whatever the hell his name was, yeah, and um, Jordan Howard just, just they well, just. Ate. I, I also, I mean, you could say they could slip up, but it was the first decent offense they played. The Eagles' deep. Offense is the best they played all year. No, better again, than the Patriots' no, offense. No, I, I'm saying I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like this is a, this particular time that you know it's, it's like sometimes like you just I lose think they it, were exposed. I don't think I don't think it was that they slipped up. I think they were exposed a little bit because they played a competent offensive coach, offensive team that could figure out better ways to beat them than you could with Ryan Fitzpatrick and fucking Jakeem Grant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have Carson Wentz, you got Doug Peterson, a little bit more. You have a better offensive line. So the Redskins don't have all that. So I'm still taking the Bills. Yep. Uh, yeah, Bills. Okay, that, that should have been an easy one. Uh, next game, the Tennessee Titans on the rise with Ryan Tannehill, a quarterback at the Carolina Panthers who took a beatdown from the 49ers. Uh, Panthers are four-point favorites at home. Josh, your division. Um, <laughs> Titans um, played the Falcons. I know. The Titans played the Falcons. They won, so that means that the, the Panthers should beat them because fuck me, but I'm, uh, I'm going to take the Titans in this one. Okay. Uh, Taylor. I have the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think they're going to come out pissed off. And I really think, again, I just this team is going to ride or die with Christian McCaffrey. He's that good. Yep. And even in that San Francisco game, Christian McCaffrey had a bunch of plays yep. where he looked unstoppable. Sure. Um, so it's just one of those, again, listen, Tennessee does not have a Nick Bosa. They have Drill Casey. Good yeah. player, but he's not yeah. Nick Bosa. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I, too, am taking the Panthers, but I'm doing it very hesitantly. You're gritting your teeth. Um, yeah. What's the I, spread? Uh, the Carolina Panthers are four-point favorites at home. Um, I think that the Titans match up with them pretty well. I think that now that the I think Kyle Allen's confidence has been shaken a little bit. I think that the 49ers did certain things to them that Tennessee can also do. They can be very physical at the line of scrimmage, especially with Taylor Lewan back. And obviously they have much last they, week. Did he get but is he out out? I don't know. I, I, I thought he just I, missed the rest of the game and I thought he was I practicing. Haven't, this I week. haven't seen him on the injury report, but I do okay. remember like he was out they, the rest of the but game. But the Titans are a much different offensive team. Their offensive identity is different with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. So I think this will be a close game, but I'm gonna take the Panthers. Yeah. Uh next game, the Chicago Bears at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bears suffering another loss 
from a kicker, but also more than the kicker, Matt Nagy did a terrible job late in that game. Yep. Not only not trying to get extra yards, but lining up on the wrong side of the hash for your kicker. Inexcusable. Not trusting your quarterback. Inexcusable. Not trying to run the ball when you're a running team. Inexcusable. Um, and the Eagles coming off that previously mentioned win over the Bills. Uh, Taylor. Especially with that Montgomery kid, like that rookie yep. that running yep. back they got who's been running his ass off all season. Uh, inexcusable for Matt yeah, Nagy. It's bad. It's, it's bad. Uh, so who are you taking in this one? Um, just, be, uh, just because like they're riding high coming off a big win off of Buffalo last week, I have Philadelphia. Uh, Chicago, who I thought was going to be a serious contender in the NFC, has really just... Mitch Trubisky is false. It's 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 officially... I think it's you, we could officially say he's false. Yeah. I, I, I'm confident he, he's a, saying I, that. I didn't think much of him last year. Even though his numbers were good, you could see the scheming. And then when the second that they had to actually put the ball in his hands, he couldn't fucking do anything. Yeah, it's just one of those... I, I mean, I remember he was coming smoke out of... Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors he quarterback. Was, he much was, like Jared Goff. He was coming out of college, and they did that Gruden quarterback camp. And I think Gruden asked him such like... Gruden like, likes like, every quarterback. Well, no, no, no. So he asked him like a very, very simple quarterback question. I can't remember what it was, but it's like, 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 what does on two mean? Yeah. Or something like that. And he had no idea. Yeah. Granted, North Carolina's not a great offensive uh, pro- sure, college sure. program, but <coughs> Philadelphia, <coughs> Philadelphia is just a better team all around. I'd agree. Um, Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles as well. That offense um, is trash. Man. You know, I, someone was trying Chicago. to tell me that the Eagles aren't contenders. I'm like, they're four and four, and the Cowboys are four and three. They that last year they started out three and four, and they went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The year they went to the Super Bowl, they started out four and three, and they won the Super Bowl. So, it, and the NFC East, that division could be one at nine and seven. The Eagles, you know, the kind of win they just had over the Bills is kind of that identity um, identification uh, kind of game when you figure out your team identity. Yeah, and now you're playing a team that has playoff aspirations as well. Even though they aren't playing well right now, this is your chance to bury them, make a statement against a good defense, but not a great team. I definitely I'm think Eagles. I definitely think you're right. I think that big win, like oh, listen, we're a run first team. Now. Yeah, we like, just have oh, we, to we be. got it, and we played a decent defense, and we mm-hmm. we put up 31 points. Yeah, for sure. Um, next game, the Minnesota Vikings at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Vikings continuing to win. Kirk Cousins second in the league in quarterback rating after being buried a few weeks ago, coming off that win over the Redskins on Thursday Night Football. Chiefs uh, playing the Packers way tougher than I expected them to with that um, more oh quarterback. God, yeah. Um, if Pat Mahomes was playing that game, they probably would have won the game. Yeah, I agree. Although the Packers' game plan may have been a little bit different. If Pat Mahomes is there, they may have run the ball a little bit more. Uh, but they ran into Aaron Rodgers playing some of the best football of his career. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. Um, okay. And that's, that's even if Mahomes isn't playing. Well, So I, is it like, do we know for sure if he's playing I think or not? he's going to play. Yeah. I, it sounds like they basically said that he would have played Sunday if it was a playoff game. And apparently yeah. they discovered that the ligaments in his knee, one is looser than the, most people, <laughs> one of the ligaments. <laughs> and that's what caused no structural damage. He's literally a freak of nature. No, I, I'm just saying that like, it's looser. It's, it's really like your butt. Hang, hang um, like sleeve of yeah, wizard. Like a pink sock. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to take the Chiefs, um, even if Matt Moore is playing, because, again, while the Vikings have been playing well, it's not like they've been playing the world beaters of the NFL. Um, they played a really good game against the Lions. The Chiefs are better than the Lions. Um, in Kansas City, one of the toughest buildings to play on the road in. You're a team that needs to run the ball. And with that defense, it's really hard to get your offensive. Uh, in that building, with your offensive line, it's very hard to do when it's that loud. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to be able to keep uh, Kirk Cousins on the sideline and force them, when they do come out, to have to run the ball and or, or throw the ball without having to set up the run game first because that's when they're most effective. When Dalvin Cook is going, you can run play action. I got the Chiefs winning by at least 10 in this game. By at least 10. Josh. Uh, okay, so a little bit of a backstory for why I'm making this pick. Last <laughs> week, um, 
Dak Prescott was on his bye week, so I had to uh, come up with some uh, little bit of a fantasy, po- fantasy maneuvering, maneuvering uh, with Matt Ryan being out, so both my quarterbacks were out. So uh, I went and I looked at the players' available list, and who's there but a guy who threw 10 touchdowns to one interception in the Over span of a games. couple yeah, of weeks, games. and that would be Kirk Cousins. So I pick up Kirk Cousins. I start him uh, in my fantasy and lineup. How did he do? He did not throw any touchdown passes. <laughs> um, he had like 190 yards. He had like 190 yards. Got me a great the Redskins, whopping – Fucking thirteen points, <laughs> thanks, dude. Uh, so I'm it's picking the Kansas, sh- the Kansas City Kansas Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs because fuck you, Kirk Cousins. And I know that because I'm doing this, you're going to throw uh, probably Seven five touchdowns, touchdowns yeah. and no interceptions. And I just dropped you yep. because I don't need you because Dak is back. And you're a twat. And I am a cunt. Okay, fair. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Um, Minnesota. I think you've picked Minnesota this year more than any team. Yeah, I think you've only picked against them once. Yeah, I know. And look, they're six and two. You're welcome. Uh, so, no, I just think that Minnesota has the ability to really air it out. And I, the, my again, they didn't last week. When I say that Gosh. Kansas City's defense is suspect, I'm talking mostly about their secondary. I just don't trust it. Sometimes, sometimes you'll just have a good game, a good game sure, plan. Sure. I think that was a product of what happened last week against Green Bay. Yeah. Um, but I think that riding high still, um, Minnesota just has the ability to air it out. Like very few teams in this league have the ability to, especially. Uh, I don't know for sure if Thielen is back, but if Thielen is back, that's a big plus. Um, plus, again, like you have but the Dalvin entire Cook, airing Kyle out Rudolph. is based on the run game. It's well, proven well, they no, have the I, most passing yards based on run. Kirk Cousins' numbers are crazy off play action. Um, I think he has uh, twelve touchdowns, no interceptions. Without play action, he's got like thirteen, three touchdowns, and all the rest are interceptions. And yeah, his passer sure. rating is lower. So. They they run the pass like most teams do, but more than any other team, and that's where my concerns are on the road to be able to run the ball the same way is very very difficult. Well, here's the thing: if if they end up establishing that run game, like I said, Dalvin Cook I is agree. a very very good player, especially because it is an away game. You're going to take that Kansas City crowd out of it. It's listen, it's a hard thing to do. I understand. Yeah, it's very that, hard to win that, Kansas that City. Me taking Minnesota is very much on the other side of it because mm-hmm. everything's going for Kansas City in this game. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But I just think Minnesota. There's something special about that team. You I don't. I think there's something special. I think there is. I think just because like they keep winning, they find ways to win, man. But what great team have they beaten so far? It doesn't matter. What I know great you are what your record says. You are. I agree. Well, I, I want to see them win. against one of the better teams come well, up big because well, Kirk Cousins still only has five wins against teams with 500 records in his career. Okay, but that's not his fault. He hasn't played a winning team yet. Mm, that's my. That's the point of no, what no, I mean, but, though. No, but no, I, I listen. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that it's not his fault that he hasn't played a team with a winning. Record yeah, yet. sure, sure. But I think that means or that you need has, to, you know. need to estimate what he actually is based on who sure. he's played. No, I'm not disagreeing. It's like the Cowboys started three and zero, and look at them since. Right. No. And who listen, they play? I get that. Right. Well, I say two back to back weeks. Green Bay, yeah, New Orleans. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, so, I get that. But it's a close game. I mean, it's a one point spread. They're one point favorites. That was before Mahomes. If Mahomes is even announces a starter. If Mahomes is playing, they're going to crush Minnesota. Crush I, them. I would probably go on. I would probably say that, but I would still take. I'm sure. still take Minnesota. Okay. Uh, next game. I got to make up ground. I'm um, two games back. Yeah, I got to tie. The next game is the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. The Jets in disarray. The Dolphins come out hot again. C- crumble in the second half due to uh, just a <laughs> lack of defense, uh, a lack of talent in general. But again, playing better in the first half than the Jets play over four quarters. I say like I listened to ten minutes of Mike the other day, and he opened up like you know the the uh, the, the, the Miami Dolphins like they they were up fourteen nothing. They're like, well, what are we doing here? We're not trying to win. Yeah. 
<laughs> the all out blitz, which I, I my guess Dude, is, like that was that was such a Madden play. Oops. I, my figure was my idea was that he called all out blitz expecting a draw in that situation yeah. to try and get into field goal range. In that case, it's the I, right I call. And he, props he, to the Steelers for making an aggressive play call. Yes, I mean like you just, you just caught Flores guess. Uh, yeah, that's all. He's a rookie coach. Sure, whatever. Um, but with that said, it's my team. The Dolphins will beat the Jets this week. They I, will. The Jets are an upheaval. There's dysfunction in the locker room. Le'Veon Bell's unhappy. Jamal Adams is unhappy. Sam Darnold looks awful. Mm-hmm. Um, everything looks awful. They're down multiple offensive linemen. They don't have a pass rush. They just lost Leonard Williams. Uh, CJ Mosley's done for the year. They don't have anyone. I mean, they just got a, a Osemele, who's also going through probably litigation with that yep, uh, he's with the medical sue them. staff. Um, I'm taking my team. I'm going to take them against. I don't blame it. you. They're, if they're going to win a game this year, it's going to be the Jets or the Bengals. I mean, listen, if there's a game they are going to win, it's this one. But yeah. it's like hard for like. I, Jets, I hate listen. The Jets have ser- very little talent. Does anyone seriously have a quarter? Like I will. Ser- I have to flip I, a coin no, for this I, one. I don't believe in coins. What does that even mean? They're not real. That's not true at all. What are you all right. talking about? Guess a number. Okay. Uh, between one and two behind my back. Uh, I will guess one. Okay, you took the Dolphins. Okay. I actually had two, but you're taking the Dolphins because I said so. Josh. No, in right. that case, no. I want the fucking Jets. Okay, Fuck take you. the Jets. Fuck you. Because actually, I said I had three so. up. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which three did you have? Uh, Trey. <laughs> Trey it up, baby. Deep cut for you guys. Josh. Uh, Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, um, I think that Adam Gaze has completely lost the locker room. There's Dude. even more and more reports about like this pure dysfunction. Did you see that uh, Christopher Johnson was shit-talking Adam Gaze to fans outside it, it, of the game? It wasn't even really that bad. Oh, it, it was bad. Uh, no, I, I mean, hope well, you show up this week. If that's, that's not if, good on your coach from the owner. No, listen, I understand. And listen, uh, I hate Adam Gaze more than any other person on this planet for some reason. I just think he's a scumbag. I really do. He's a mental case. I, I, I really just can't stand the, the guy. Like, I, like, the part of me truly feels bad because my best friend in the world is a Jets fan. So, and, I, and I truly I saw, feel bad I saw a about great it. tweet. Um, if you have an elite quarterback, an elite running back, Elite wide receivers and elite offensive line. Adam Great Gaze is a great play caller. <laughs> like <laughs> who isn't? Ridiculous. All right. Uh, next game. This is actually a pretty good one. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Colts coming off their bye week. No. Uh, uh, who they play? The, the Colts. Broncos. Oh, that's and right. They, and that's Adam right. Vinatieri after missing two field goals and an extra point, he hits a fifty-two yarder. Ah, my God. That was nice. Um, and the, the Steelers coming off the win over the Dolphins. Josh. Uh, Colts. Colts. Yeah, um, I'm taking the Colts too. Same. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, listen, Pitts. Listen, what's his name? Uh, Rudolph has it again. That's fine. Russo, uh, uh, Russo, Jesus, Rusev, uh, Rusev. <laughs> Rudolph has played well, honestly, yes, he has. I, like as best you can for a backup with little to no experience in the NFL. Yeah. Truthfully, um, but it's I, I don't I don't like that. Outside of John John Connor. Well, what's his James name? Connor. James John Connor. Connor. From, from Terminator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> um, mission is to protect you. Like, like Juju's had a really bad year. I think even if... Um, Deontay Johnson, though, is killing it. Yeah. The rookie wide receiver. He's playing really well. If you need a wide receiver, you just go to Pittsburgh because they always... Mm. They just pump out receiver after receiver. Then the receiver leaves and just shit happens. Well, I'll tell you what happened, bro. If I don't know why, on a limb, I picked up that Slayton kid from uh, from the Giants. Giants, yeah. Darius Slayton. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, but for this game, it just the Colts are a better team and listen Jacoby Brissett just had a bad game and honestly got very lucky because Von Miller had him dead to rights in mm-hmm. the end zone last away. week and he got away yeah uh, Jacoby Brissett is really surprising a lot of people in this yeah, league he's playing he's great. a he can be a starter with, yeah I mean I obviously mean, he can be I mean also I mean like you got Frank Reich that helps a lot but but great at the end of the caller. day Dude, they're five and two. Yeah, they're, they're killing it. Coming off Andrew Luck retiring, that's yep. a big deal to me. So um, uh, I got the Colts this week. All right, next game: the Detroit Lions at the Oakland Raiders. 
the Raiders are uh, two point favorites at home. Two, the Raiders are two point favorites at home. Yeah. I got the Lions. Um, the, I think the Lions, again, just another case of them being just a better team. Yeah. Now, the only thing they have on offense is this tight end, Darren Waller, who's annoying the shit who out of Who are the me. Raiders? Yes. Well, they also have a really good rookie running back who might be the offensive rookie of the year. Josh Jacobs having a good year. He's having a great year. He's, he's having a very good year. five running back right now. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. He's, he, but, like, but like I said, the real story is that kid, is that yeah. tight end, Darren Waller. But um, again, I just think Detroit, I think Detroit is just a better team. Okay. I like them better. Josh? Uh, yeah, same, the same yep. thing I'm here. also taking the Lions. Uh, the Raiders. The kid th- this is the is kind crazy. of game the Raiders probably will end up winning ultimately because they've they they played really well last week. They probably should have beaten the Texans, but they have no defense. Um, the Lions are the most aggressive offense in the league when it comes to taking shots downfield. Matthew Stafford is the most aggressive quarterback in the league right now. I think that in a game like that, I'll take Matthew Stafford over Derek Carr. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the next game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Seattle Seahawks. I think we're all going to take the Seahawks here. Yep. Seahawks are What's six it? and a half point favorites. I'll, I'll even take the spread on that. Yeah, I will too in Seattle. Um, so yeah, no big deal there. Uh, we're all taking the Seahawks, right? Yep. Don't need to spend too much time. Uh, next game, the Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. The Bro- Browns are three point favorites. Um, you will have a quarterback no one ever heard of starting, and Brandon Allen for the Broncos. Um, after Joe Flacco herniated the disc in his neck out five to six weeks, after he called out Vic Fangio rightfully for his lackluster play calling and um, not being aggressive when it came to going forward on fourth down or uh, taking shots and that, you know, not that Flacco has been good at all, but he is right in saying that. What are we doing? How can you expect a quarterback to get in any sort of rhythm if you're handcuffing him in general? Yep. Um, with that said, Taylor, this is your team. Uh, who are you taking? Uh, let's see. The Broncos stink. John Elway hates all good quarterbacks. Uh, we have a, we have Did you see a- what Mark Schlereth said about Elway today. No, he was talking about Elway has too much pride in his draft picks. And he implied that he is forcing Vic Fangio to keep Garrett Bowles in the lineup. Now I listen. Garrett Bowles is trash. It's, it's he, doesn't, known he wants to point. prove that his draft pick was Dude, good. It's known at this point how bad he is. Um, they, Drew Locke was actually was actually like he was questioned by the media um, outside of his locker, and he goes, "You know, a lot of people want to see you starting, and you just saw like he's a kid. He's twenty two years yeah. old. Mm-hmm. Really, the fan base wants him to start, and he cracks a smile. That alone made me happy. And the fact that like I wouldn't start him this year though, not behind that line. And it's, no, you take it, the risk listen, of breaking him. No, that's what I'm saying. You you run the risk of really ruining his career before it even starts. Yeah. Um, but like you see the fire in that kid's eyes, and the, he he has every right to go out and say some say some shit about the the offensive play calling, sure. why he's getting no reps in practice, why his thumb injury is a ghost injury. He's been good for two weeks now. Um, but listen, it's getting to a point, and I, I tweeted it a couple days ago. The it, the franchise is at a point where it's get. I'm almost. Ready to say get Elway out of here because well, that's I what think said too. He's I, I, like, I if think, not for Peyton Manning, then dude, John Elway would have been fired two, three years ago. I think it's run its course. Yes, we, he got us the two Super Bowls. Yes, uh, we got one we got them. one Super Bowl, and yes, there wouldn't be any Super Bowls in Denver without John Elway. That is a fact. Sure, absolutely. But as an executive. The last three years speak for themselves. I mean, They're you guys garbage. fired Mike Shanahan, who won you two Super Bowls too. Listen, like, it, it, it's, it happens. It's, it's what happens. It man. happens, and even that's when a danger with hiring even, your best players as executives. Even when we were looking for a coach, and I think it was right after they fired John Fox. Yeah. Um. The 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 rumor was they wanted he wanted to bring Shanahan back in, and everyone would have said that would have been a tremendous mistake. I because the zone because so, yeah. the zone running scheme doesn't really work well in today's yeah. NFL. Gary Kubiak's the only now, guy that can make it work anymore. Correct. So. 
that being said, playing the Cleveland Browns, yeah, the Browns stink as well, but that roster is just too damn good. And with the pass rush being as and good as it is, Miles Garrett alone, yeah. and even Olivier Vernon could have a sack or two here. Honestly, yeah. it doesn't then, doesn't matter what happens. Just, you know, even if the Browns play their normal this season Browns game, they Listen, have too much talent. They'll you're, beat the Broncos. You're, you're playing. You're playing. Uh, I don't even know who this kid is. I'm being very honest. Brandon I have Allen. no idea who it is. Yeah. Um, you he's know, your third string technically, I, I guess. You no, know, he is. No, yeah. he, no, he's been second string because John yeah, H. Drew Locke, man. It's so stupid. Um, but well, listen, he drafted him. I don't know why he hates him. He hated Paxton Lynch, too. I, or he's just really bad at evaluating quarterbacks, which I, seems to be the answer. I think it's a mix of both because, I mean, he, listen, even people like people in Denver, maybe that's why I'm a Denver fan, where like, people, Denver fans are very hard-headed. Like, it goes back to when Cutler said he has a stronger arm than Elway gets traded a week later. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's that's just one the of those problem things. when it's, like, it's, when just it's someone that's— It's very emotional well, yeah, decisions. And it's very hard for guys that were as great as John Elway, you know, the great players or any sport. top five quarterback they ever played. The, the great players in any sport tend to make really bad coaches and talent evaluators because the game came so easily to them, mm-hmm. and they didn't have to work at all the little things, the mechanics and things like that. When you had an arm like John Elway and the athleticism like John Elway, you don't have to see the same things that a player that like I Drew Locke who needs to work harder to get there. He's not as talented. I mean, you're also talking about a guy that like if he didn't, if he didn't, Baltimore did not trade him. He was going to go play right field for the New York Yankees. Yeah, like the the the, the guy was otherworldly talented, but. Against the Cleveland Browns, against that defense, with this. So you're te- taking the Browns. I'm taking the Browns with this terrible quarterback yeah. and this terrible play calling. A terrible like, head coach. Terrible head. He's coach. making you miss Vance Joseph. No, not at all. Well, Vance Joseph has got you know. I don't know if Vic Fangio is going to get the six wins this year like Vance Joseph did last year with a very similar roster. Listen, here here's the difference. Fangio, at least to me. Uh, it, it seems like he's like, like he's just there. You know what I'm saying? Like, whereas well, no shit. No, I'm saying whereas it seems Van- like it's all he's doing. Whereas Vance Joseph just constantly is saying we we, we had, every single press conference. Great week of practice. Great week of practice. Yeah, it doesn't mean shit if you fucking lose, man. I think Fangio is a dinosaur in today's NFL, and that's the problem. And, he is. Um, I thought that they would be a much more aggressive team when it came to running the ball, and they're not even doing that. Um, they, they just refuse to feed Philip Lindsay. Royce they don't Freeman. like Philip Lindsay. I don't get it, dude. The guy, dude, he. He went to the Pro Bowl as an undrafted rookie, the first one ever. And it doesn't make any sense why they won't feed him the ball. He's born in Denver. He played high school football in Denver. Went to the University of Colorado. My guess, he, honestly, knowing Vic Fangio, he's not physical enough. They want a more physical, more he's a better. Runner. He's a better between-the-tackles runner than Royce Freeman they is. Wanna, that doesn't they wanna, make any they sense. They want a guy more that's going to be a north-south physical runner, not a speed guy. That's my my guess based on knowing who Vic Fangio I, is. Listen, I understand that. But if you watch the tape, yeah, he bounces outside. But he's such a strong but runner between the, the tackles. Man. Guys like Vic Fangio, who's been in the NFL for so long, He's they such don't, an old they don't, school. I they get don't it. look at tape. They look at, you know, what are the physical attributes? I know, it's disgusting. All right, uh, Josh? Uh, yeah, the Browns. Okay. Uh, Sorry, next I game, didn't mean to totally like, hijack the that The Green one. Bay I'm Packers sorry. at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Packers beating the Chiefs. 7 1, man. Should have lost to the Bears. Yes, um, by all accounts, fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Wisenhunt. Um, uh, for me, this is easy. Even on the road, um, Packers, three point favorites on the road. I'm taking the Packers. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, Matt LaFleur seems to have figured out the Aaron Rodgers code to make him play consistently, turn him into a good pocket passer oh. again. Um, oh, who beef? That's me again. Yeah, dude, I'm just leaking. Dude, you're just leaking methane yeah, everywhere. It's, it's my yeah. ass. Um, so I'm taking the Packers. Uh, Packers as well. Packers a cover. Packers all the way. Chargers stink. Taking the Packers. Oh, wait, sorry, wait, you said you were say? T- Chargers no. stink. Taking the Packers. Oh, oh, okay. Um, next game. This is the game of the week. For me, is it uh, the New England Patriots at the Baltimore Ravens? Yes. Undefeated Patriots. Uh, defense continuing to shine. Uh, Ravens coming off their bye week. Um, Josh. Um. 
every time that the Patriots are undefeated and they play the Ravens, the Ravens play them hard. Yeah. Um, I don't see. I don't see Lamar Jackson beating that defense though. Yeah. Okay. So you're taking the Patriots. Yeah. I actually I, I agree. I think Lamar Jackson is on the cusp of being a special player. Um, it's just that. New England's defense is on a historic level that like it's like it's hard to compare it to like the 85 Bears or what you said like the 1920 sure. New York whatever Buffalo the, the it's the Buffalo All-Americans the Buffalo All-Americans which I even know it was a fucking football team who at that point uh going into last week had a plus 210 point differential which is ridiculous so uh that alone um, I listen. I think Lamar Jackson is going to get his shit done. He's going to get. He's going to get some. He's going to have some good offensive plays. But it's just that New England defense is too good. It's just it's New England. Now, what's the point spread? Three and a half. Uh, three and a half on the road for the Patriots. They're favored. I probably wouldn't take that spread because I think it's going to go down to a field goal. So that half a point would totally screw you, dude. Okay. So that um, means Bob, take three and a half, dude. Do it. Okay. So. I am taking the Baltimore Ravens, and I don't I'm going to I'm I'm tell you specifically why. The Patriots' defense has been great this year. I want you to hear who they've beaten on the way to their 8-0 record. They beat the Steelers after injuring uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Like, what, the first quarter? Yes, correct. So they won 33-3. They beat the Dolphins 43-3, and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then he was benched in the game, and Josh Rosen came in. They beat the Jets without Sam Darnold. And by the way, they all their uh, most of their points were off defense that week. They only put up uh, ten offensive points. Was it two pick sixes and a return punt? Correct. That was ridiculous. Um, they beat the Bills sixteen ten. Josh Allen still... got injured in the game. If yeah. you don't remember, they beat the Redskins. They beat the Giants, and that was a close game as well until the second half. Even though it was thirty five fourteen, it was. Then they the beat. Over. Then they beat the Jets again. Then they beat the Browns. Of all those teams, comparing them to the Ravens, what team has the best quarterback? Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, correct? No, no wait, wait, wait. You, what, which team that the Patriots have played compared to the Ravens has the best quarterback? Uh, Baker Mayfield. Lamar Jackson is significately better than no, Baker Mayfield. I may. I, I, I know no, what I'm wait, saying. No, like, I, which I quarterback may, would you take of all those teams, maybe, including the Ravens? Oh, including the Ravens. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then Lamar Jackson. The Ravens. Yes. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the Patriots because they've been unbelievable this season. Uh, as someone that hates them the most, I probably hype their defense more than anyone this year. But this is the first significantly good team they're playing all year. It's yeah. the only team with a winning record they have played no, so far this year. It's definitely a big test. It is also the only MVP candidate they are playing this, so far this year. They're going on the road and as Josh said the Ravens even if they're undefeated they always play the Patriots tough they always have Harbaugh has always game planned incredibly well for Bill Belichick mm-hmm. he's always played them very very well in New England and now this one is in Baltimore coming off their bye week motivated to make a point against the Patriots a Patriots team that's offense still isn't fully clicking that hasn't played a significantly good defense the Ravens defense has one more week with Marcus Peters who has picked off Tom Brady I believe three times in his career for one of them for a pick six I'm going out on a limb and I'm taking the Baltimore Baltimore Ravens to put the take away the O from the Patriots could happen when I look at the variables about who they've played and how great their defense has been and all these takeaways you have to look at who they've played Ryan Fitzpatrick's a turnover machine Luke Falk is Luke Falk yeah but he's trash yeah but you've said it yourself you are what your record says I'm not taking anything away from their record I'm taking I'm what I'm doing is I'm accounting for where how they got here you have to look at how they got here how the Ravens got here and what team what offense has been more impressive what defense has been more impressive the Patriots it's, defense has obviously been more impressive
impressive. They're better coached, but that's you know not a slight well, against no, Harbaugh. No, I understand what you're saying, but I think it's also a very it's a very very it's interesting a, thing to point out. Great chess match that game. The strength of schedule always favors the it Patriots. Always favors always. the Patriots, and, no matter what. And they always they have take the advantage easiest, of it. They have the easy schedule now. I. Believe in conspiracies all you want. It doesn't matter no, to it, me. It's it's not. It, it can't it's be a conspiracy. The, listen, it's it's a it's a preset thing. Listen, who you play? It's the National Football League, and I listen. I have no problem saying everyone in this room and a majority of people, everyone else in the NFL outside of New England, hates the Patriots. Sure. Um, but it, there comes a point in time where listen, Denver did it in the AFC title game. I mean, granted, Peyton Manning did it twice. Indianapolis has done it. Other teams have beaten the Patriots in it's the playoffs. Been done before. It's been done before. And now we're talking you regular have, season listen, against another very good team. You have to be better. This will be the The toughest. Patriots should want to push you. The, the, the games that the Patriots will lose this year, because they're not going undefeated, no, it's going to no be shot. this game or the Texans that beat them, because the Texans will play them very well also, but I'm taking, uh, I'm the only one taking the Ravens, you're Fair taking enough. the Patriots. Yes. Um, and the final game of the week is the Monday night game between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants it's at, actually, at MetLife Stadium. It's actually uh, a good game. Cowboys, seven point favorites on the road, and I think they're going to win by 20. You think, you, you think they're going to win that big? I think they're going to demolish the Giants. I don't know about demolishing because it's one of those things where, like, no matter how bad these teams are specifically in the NFC East, they always play they each other well. They tend to play well. each other tough. I'll you give know? you that. And listen, and the Cowboys do this thing. I'm sorry, Justin, but they do this thing where they play down to they, their competition they always, a lot. They, that they is They do fair. that a lot. So I think this, this has the ability to be a trap game, even though at 4-3, and three, how can it really be a trap game? Yeah. But at the same time... The, the Giants key, have been getting listen, burned by big plays the, on defense all year. The key to success in this game is not Amari Cooper, is not anyone else, is not Jason Witten right there. It's Ezekiel Elliott. Feed he has Zeke. 24, since he came into the league, he's had 24 100-yard rushing games. Feed and him. You know how many times the, the Dallas has won those games? Um, I, th- I want to say like 20 times. I, th- I think they're like 20 and 1 in they're those games. Ridic- some crazy ridiculous. Statistic. Ezekiel Elliott is the key Feed to that offense. Zeke. Just give it to him, and you will possibly win by 20. But if you, if you win by three, you get it in MetLife, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I have the Cowboys winning this week. I think regardless, they cover. Most Monday night games have been covered. Seven so. points they could cover for sure. I, I would buy that. Josh? Cowboys. Cowboys. All right, so we're all so, in agreement there. We actually have a lot of different picks this week, which is nice. Yeah. Um, we have one, two, three. Actually, we have a bunch where we pick the same. So I, I decided that this is the last week I actually want to do this. I have one teaser I want to okay, do this please. week. Okay, please. Um, so as far as I've been doing parlays the majority of the season, that, have, has, yeah. that hasn't been working all that well. So I've decided to up my ante and actually go with teasers. Um, so what the teaser does is that it adds six points to the line. Do a it flip. six Finish it. Finish no, it. I can't. <laughs> so it adds uh, six, I six and a half, or seven points to the line. Now I'm actually having problems opening up my fucking app. But essentially, I'll, I'll just post the picks later. This is terrible. Yeah, we'll now just, my shit's we'll just not tweet even them, working. And I'll retweet terrible. them. All right, guys. This is episode 75 of You I'm Watch, so I mad. Listen. I um, you got our NFL picks. Uh, it's it's very close between us, and I'm confident Ooh. that I will not lose. Ooh, I got it. I got it. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I go ahead. Got sorry, sorry. So this is still I have, episode 75. Still episode 75. So, again, this is with the, this is with the six-point teaser. Um, I have the Seattle Seahawks at plus zero. So what that means, that's a bad to pick them. I have Seattle winning. I have San Francisco minus four. I have Carolina plus two. New England plus two and a half. And I have Green Bay plus Plus two and a half. Again, it's a five-team teaser. I happen to throw three hundred dollars down, so I'm looking and to if win. If you tweet Taylor first, he will throw down five hundred for you. That's not true. Oh, that's not sorry. true. Josh will. Yeah, nope. Josh. Okay, nope. I, Josh fair. will send you a McDonald's gift card. Nope. He will use it himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> okay. use it himself. So this was episode seventy-five. Now you watch. Done. I listen. Yes. Um, we will see you guys next week. Bye, Taylor. Bye, Later. Josh. Bye, Dan. Bye, everyone. Peace.